Good. I'm slowly, I apologize. You're the first of a uh, government experiment. I am. Uh, <laughs> echo. I, I, I have an echo. Oh, it's gone now. Okay, good. I thought I'm I was hearing my, it for a second. I'm moving my, um, Jake, I'm, uh, good morning. I'm moving my desk around and all my stuff around to try to make it so I can have people live in the studio. And I've been dreading moving my camera and my desk and, and the microphone. So I did it last night, like at 7.30, and I'm like, oh, man, I hope when I go on with Jake tomorrow, everything works. And it does. You can hear me, right? Yeah. Well, um, clear. I, that's uh, Matt. Meet Jake. Jake, meet Matt. Hey, Jake. What's up, Matt? Hey, dude. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for the invite. Uh, there's this topic that um, Susan and I were talking about yesterday that uh, we were going to talk about on our live call-in show tomorrow, but I heard something. I, I can't resist bringing it up right here and right now, and I guess we'll talk about it again tomorrow. <laughs> um, I was on the phone with Matt yesterday, and he, he was talking about uh, – I'm going to jump ahead. He started somewhere else, but I'm going to jump ahead to sort of like as we started digging into this idea that – there's all these brands out there that leverage the CrossFit community. And then there's brands that contribute to the CrossFit community. Like they're part of it. And it started tripping me out. And then I listened to your podcast. You did, you did a podcast. It was like called like Bible with me or something. I can't remember what it's called, but it was a Bible podcast. And, and um, bib bib biblical getting biblical with Jake Lockhart It was from 10 months ago. And the host said to you, uh, you guys, like you said, Jake, you guys do CrossFit through and through. And I started tripping because it's what Sousa was proposing to me, that there's these brands like CrossFit Mayhem, CrossFit Mayhem, that have not swayed from the path and that keep contributing to the community by like staying true, like selling coffee, selling meat selling CrossFit programming as opposed to leveraging the community and acting like they're different than the community and selling things that are like, Oh, we have something better, you know, instead of kind of innovating and adding. And I just thought it was fascinating because that podcast you did that, that uh, I forget what it called, was called, but um, you talked about how mayhem wears its values on its uh, sleeve. Like those are face forward the values are as much facing forward as the programming or what you can get out of it. Or, and I just, I remember when I first started talking to rich, it was like in 2010 or something. And I said something to him. I'll never forget it. I said, Hey dude, so stupid. I said it. Uh, maybe you should tone down the religious shit because you're going to alienate people. And, 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 and 20, uh, you know, you're 12 or 13 years later. I'm like, Oh my God, he was so right. That was so dumb. It's like it's like not farting around your uh, date when you first go out with her. It's like, nah, just, I mean, I, obviously you need some grace period, but just be yourself, and that's the quickest way to find a good mate. Because if you be yourself and someone still loves you, um, I know farting was a little crass, I apologize. But you need to be yourself so that you push away those who don't really want to be with you, and you attract those who do want to be with you so you can have a long-lasting uh, relationship. And I just thought, wow. Um, may, may, cro CrossFit mayhem is truly a remarkable uh, element in this community. 
I think beyond what most people know too. I don't know if you know this, Jake. Sorry, I know this is supposed to be me asking you questions, but the number one, the number one place for people to do take their L one was Cookville, Tennessee, for many, 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 many years. It still might be, and and that's it, it's so far off the beaten path. And there's a reason why people went there to take their L one, and and for the longest time I thought, well, it's because of Rich Froning, but it's more than that. It's 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 because of which what uh. Rich Froning built, right? It's what he attracted to him. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to talk. I, I'm perfectly okay with talking. I like it. You can yeah, be like, I, mean, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought we were going to talk about thrusters. You <laughs> walked in the door. Um, no, I like a lot of what you said. It's very true. Uh, <clears throat> I like the word authenticity, I guess. And Rich is very authentic. And then uh, naturally Mayhem has become very authentic as well. And so it's a ton of areas, media, what you see, programming. Um, and then they can come here. And I, in a lot of ways, what you see is what you get. Uh, and since Rich, I don't know what you said, but 2010, he was on the scene. Since then to now, like when you meet him in person versus what you saw on the competition floor versus in a video, He's pretty much uh, the same there as he would be here. And so then uh, when you when you do that, people just resonate with it. And obviously he's super likable. And then um, we have tried to consistently do what we say and say what we do uh, for a long time. And so I guess it's almost like that buildup of that evidence and then um, work into that. Now it's coming out in the back end, all that growth from that just – a long, long, long time of doing that, right? Like any other successful platform or company or business, they try to be who they say they are and do the right thing and do good things and over provide and value in that way. Um, and now it's coming back in a lot of good ways too. And, and that, and those values are in, in the, there's four, well, there, there's four things, right? Uh, what is it? Fitness, faith, family, service, service, faith, family, fitness, services. Usually, how we roll them out. The, those are the those are the broad. Um, what do you call those values? We call them, yeah, the core values of mayhem. It, 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 but there's also this thing where it's like, hey, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna lie to you about the fact that we're doing CrossFit. We're not telling you like you're you're just so transparent about that. I feel like so many other people. And by the way, Susan and I will get in this tomorrow. I'm being gentle because I don't want to drag uh, Jake into the uh, mud. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we will blast else. some motherfuckers yeah. tomorrow. Not blast. That's oh, not fair. But but you have to hold something black up next to something white to show the difference between black and white. And you have to show hold blue up to, and red up to show the difference. So tomorrow, I think we're going to get into a little bit more about how crazy it is, how true. And, and it hasn't been easy for uh, Mayhem. They've had their bumps with HQ, you know. Um, but but they did it. They stayed they stayed true to those. Uh, they they didn't lie in order to to try to distinguish themselves or pull the the wool over anyone's eye to try to distinguish themselves um from what everyone else is doing hey, how how long have you known go ahead go ahead jake go ahead yeah no yeah i have to answer that uh yeah, i just agree i mean that's what we have always said is it's true we just do crossfit and they're like i don't even know what the conversation is tomorrow i'll have zero awareness of what's going on but uh i don't know talk about programming or just products in general but we have like even the off season that's a specific example, but 
like after the opens up, a lot of people are going to stop quote unquote doing CrossFit and they'll start building the aerobic base or getting stronger stuff like that. We still do that, but like every day, for the most part, you're still going to do CrossFit, like some metabolic conditioning that people look at and be like, oh, it's a CrossFit workout. So in that real specific way, we stay true to like, yeah, we just do a lot of CrossFit. We do it year round and we have fun doing it too. So it's not like you have to force it or fabricate um, what we're doing. So whether you see it's like a remote, like you follow a man athlete a thousand miles away, you walk in the door here, there's going to be a hundred people doing it too. And a lot, the majority of it is CrossFit, what people think of that. So, yeah. And um, it's, and the guy was a, um, the guy was an, L, he's, he's, he's kind of been in all the, all the crevasses of CrossFit, right? He's, um, he, he was the L1 trainer. He owns the affiliate. He did the games. Um, he's participated in the, you know, the fundraisers. It's, it, I mean, he, he just does it all. He's not, he hasn't, he hasn't partitioned it into just one, um, j- just the games guy. He, he, I mean, he's everything. It's all, it's all there. Yeah, for sure. And he's yeah, been doing cool. it longer, longer, so, yeah. It, there, there are other people doing stuff like that. You know, obviously, you know, there's Becca Voigt. Uh, I, I, um, uh, Susan had the honor of meeting her the other day, and I think that's what kind of inspired some of that for him. He's like, "Hey, here's a ten-time CrossFit Games athlete who's also an affiliate owner, who's you know who participates in CrossFit, you know, in, in all the ways." Um, and you know, obviously, Scott, the great Scott Panchik. I, I wonder if that's going to go away. I'm trying to think if there's other, and you know, then there's other these other freaks of nature like Ariel Lowen. What a what a uh, fresh piece of fresh air it is that she just trains. She does her training at an affiliate. I mean, that's it's, it, and and how about that freak that you guys had pop up in the open last year, beating in the first two workouts, beating all everyone in the world. What the fuck was that, Charlie? Charlie, yeah. Hey, did Rich even know who he is? At the time, he'd met him. We'd all met him. Yeah, he's just he's, he's a super quiet dude, like the corner of the gym, just like whatever he's doing, it's super fast. I told him he should go do a Spartan race in High Rocks. He actually won. A oh, that's mean. That's mean. That sounds like some calculated <laughs> shit to get him out of the – That's where CrossFitters go to die. That's some, some, no, submersive, that's subversive shit. No. Hey, you're too good at CrossFit. Get out of here. <laughs> you, beat, you beat Rich one more time and you're done. You remember <laughs> His card doesn't work. Uh, he m- meaning he's built for that that type of stuff, like the high rock stuff. Yeah, I mean the first two workouts are all engine and go, uh, and he has like a sub five minute mile, like sub maybe eighteen minute five k, and uh, he's straight up hundred percent built to do a high rock. I told him he can make worlds. I bet he went and did a high rocks like local. He went and did a Spartan race like was ended last year, and he won the RX division because he couldn't sign up for elite. Um, so hopefully I'll go do a high rock soon. Cause I think you could literally win one if it's like in Nashville or wherever. Oh God. Wouldn't it be great if you put it to Hunter? <laughs> How old's Charlie? How old's Charlie? He is. He's older than I thought he was. He's 32. Okay. So, I, Hunter's 35. Over the hill. So I'm saying Charlie is insane fast. And like, this got that he's perfect for high rock. So I hope he does it. I'm going to send this later. Yeah, please do. Hey, and if he does do it, um, and you guys, I'm guessing you guys start training him, like, uh, and you guys make a um, beat hunter shirt or something. Tell me, I want to have him. I want to have him on and stoke the fire. I really would love to stoke that fire. Yeah, mayhem beat the hunter. Um, it is. 
I had I had started hearing that you do the programming for Mayhem, and then I kind of I had the last time I had Rich on. I, your your actual title uh, over there is don't tell me I wrote it down here a director of online programming at CrossFit Mayhem. Yep, and January one it just updated. I'm also president of Mayhem Nation now too. Oh shit. oh wow Congrats. congratulations. Thank hey you. how last you know I didn't even know Rich you and Rich and the gang have a Bible like reading show too I didn't even know that I came across that yesterday where Rich reads yes. the Bible. That shit will accidentally convert me. I listened to that for 20 minutes. I had to turn that off. <laughs> I got go. Jews in the house. That shit will fuck me up. Keep it low. Keep it quiet. That that kind of blew me. That kind of I had no idea. It was like five of you guys sitting up behind a desk, and then Rich is like, okay, everyone, and then you guys do Bible reading hour. And then some like smart girl, I don't know who that is, like explains to the boys what was actually said. <laughs> Yeah, it's been like over a year because we had a podcast studio. It's hopefully it's done here like the next week or two. But we would, we went to, it's like the book of, I think it's First Samuel, basically Team David in the story when he has this, what they call the Mighty Men. And basically, yeah, Rich is like, I two. identify with David a lot. So we're going to start with David. I was like, yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> there you go. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> we just read a chapter and then talk about it. And Tasia was on there a lot. I guess that's Tasia. Yeah. Yeah. That was the smart girl, the, the brunette. Yeah. Yeah, Tasia always had the great input. Uh, so it'd be a um, few of us, Tasia, sometimes Jim Hensel, a couple others, and we just literally read it, talk about what it meant, what they were trying to tell us, and then what it can, like, I guess, move our lives now. I liked it how the guy on the end was like, uh, you know, this reminds me of when Rich had his beef with Matt. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, good way to slip that in there, buddy. <laughs> fuck the whole video up. Good job. <laughs> I as soon as he says that too, I just stare at Rich to see if like he gives like you know what I mean like does yeah he's yeah. stoic and shit but like oh it must be, does Rich flinch or start twitching and shit <laughs> a little tell <laughs> um so I started tripping I started tripping when I heard your name I'm like wow there's this guy that does the programming for Mayhem what insane responsibility and um. That that must put on him, and how proud that person must be to be involved in that. And then I started prod poking and prodding at Rich last time, and he was on, and he he painted this picture of it being sort of this, um, I, my words, not his, but I pictured you as sort of being the curator and, and aggregator as much as programmer meaning and I, I romanticize it but i imagined you like sneaking into the gym at night he said obviously it's not at night he says you're present throughout the day but you looking at the boards and seeing what rich did and taking notes and then taking pictures and then he ruined it for me and told me you guys share everything on a notes app on an iphone kind of ruined that but i pictured you having like this leather journal and you pull everything together every day and then you would feed out what was best to the world uh, based on what you know and based on what you saw Rich do and what you based, saw the gang do. But either way, there are all these tracks. You know, Darren does the affiliate one, but it's somehow you're responsible on some level for these obscene amount of athletes who are going to the CrossFit Games. And the and on the other end, um, uh, people all over the world just doing CrossFit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just had to Google a curator, man. But oh. it sounds like that's accurate. <laughs> I, I, hey, I use words all the time. I have no idea so what they mean. It's, it's very shot, safe. Shot the dark. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, you're, so, you're kind of a curator, aggregator, and creator also. 
It's it's like yeah, this, this whole three uh this these three things. Definitely, my mom, even family members ask me what I do for a living. I'm like, I don't know what I do for a living. Uh, but no, the so there was Rich has his doc, and we just started man athlete. Can you go back like 2016? I'm pretty sure it was. Was what's Rich doing? It was literally what did Rich do two weeks ago? We put it in Wattify. That's what people did, and we can talk more about how it's like evolved a hundred times since then. But now. I'll like Monday was a good example. I literally went to the Tennessee Tech Library so no one could find me and did a few hours of like deep work. So I would program uh, three, four weeks out for the open track. And some of those metcons I just created, some stuff I like to save from workouts I like, and some of uh, Rich's workouts. And so from that, it'd be like, uh, what's today's workout? It's Echo Bike, Bar Muscle Up Echo Bike for intervals for the open athlete. Like semifinals and games is scaled up. We're going to do more reps today and maybe a little more rest to get similar stimulus more. Um, in a lot of afternoon sessions, I'll take workouts Rich has done that may not be where on compete. Compete's kind of like the main bulk track of the competitive you follow. And so I'll take those. Sometimes we're going to compete. Sometimes Rich will do the compete version and like scale it up or change a little bit. So I'll use his workouts. So there's some overlap, right? That we'll use from there because I'll load in. I'm also pulling in what the Bergeners write for all the strength lifting. Like they write all of that. And so I pull that in. Most days are pretty similar. Some days I have to adjust based on what the bulk Metcon was. Uh, also, Pamela Gagnon does her gymnastic uh, programming. Like, oh, me. Hey, does she live the, in Cookville? Does that lady live in Cookville? Pamela? No, she lives in North Carolina, I think it is. But she comes over like for every treatment for Rich. And then we need to do something. Film. Have you She's met really her? Great. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I would like to have her on there. She's been around forever. She's that's an impressive human being. Oh, you guys should for sure. She's I haven't been around a ton of gymnastic coaches, but from what I can tell, she's as good as literally anyone in the world at coaching gymnastics, and uh, she's still super fit. So her her Instagram account is God. If you don't follow that, people, it's got to be one of the most valuable Instagram accounts out there. What was her last? Pamela Gagnon, G A G N O N. Yeah. She look. Susan doesn't even follow her. Huge mistake. <laughs> this is this isn't my personal one. Oh, oh. I, I follow her. Hey, steal from her, people. This is the ultimate account to plagiarize from. This girl n- knows her stuff, and she, she will scale. And she will. Uh, yeah, this is how many followers does she have? This is a crazy underutilized uh, human like being. Over just over two hundred seventy-five thousand. Oh, okay. So she, yeah. Okay, so she's gotten. I remember when she was just nothing, crumbs. Dang. Uh, yeah, two seventy six. Okay, so to get us back on track, Jake. So there's all of these people who are doing this programming, and you're sort of that's the aggregating, curating piece, and you're putting. So does Darren do his own track? Are you involved with the affiliate programming at all? Yeah, I oversee that as well, Darren. So the bulk workout every day, like. Today I said it was bar muscle ups, bike, bar muscle up, bike. And I think a lot of career Metcon session one, I'll program or write. Some Darren will do. Uh, and sometimes we'll pull Richard, like, hey, what do you think about this? You got any ideas? So a lot of those first bulk main workout is me or Darren. And affiliates usually the same workout or like today, I have to go look it up. It might be echo bike and chest to bar, echo bike instead of bar muscle up. So like every track is on that same thread affiliate as well compete or bodyweight track and like that main main workout is what this all built off of and then after that after we create that 
we'll make that the main thread and then we'll curate I'll pull in Burgunder, gymnastics, you know, ride aerobic or get it from Mitch or Hinshaw and kind of pull all those pieces together based on time of the season. What's our plan and like what fits where like the building blocks. How, how many weeks ahead are you? Oh, that, uh, you said like that notebook I do have, it's just all Google docs. Um, right now I'm doing good. I'm like a month ahead, not like every piece, but like the main Metcon and the strengths build out, um, through the open, which made it easy because I know I'm going through 23.3 in the week after. Yesterday, I got through almost the week of quarterfinals, which is like March 14th. Uh, so we're in a good spot right now. Yeah, congratulations. Um, when when I was at CrossFit, uh, the programming fell underneath the media department. And the guy who did it was so amazing. But and, and, uh, it, it was... Uh, like the basic. scheduling of it or actually writing the workout? Everything, dude. Everything. He really? did it for... He did it for... He basically did it for more than 10 years. It, it, we would never say his name, but now I'll say his name because he got fired. Leif Edmondson. Huge mistake to fire him. And he had to take... To manage all the... Um, basically, he would be have to program in a vacuum for two years, and then, you know, three months would come by and everyone would stick their nose into it. For some reason, like, all of a sudden, you know, Dave, Greg, or Nicole, or, you know, I don't know who, but some people would all of a sudden be like, hey, we want to do this for the programming, or people have ideas, or... And he and he fiddled... He worked a little bit with uh, Sherwood and Hobart, but it all fell on one guy. And to do that and be in charge of all of publishing at CrossFit and, and like have it all together and the workouts and the videos, like the stress must've been, and you have to make sure it gets posted, you know, and it's there the day. So that's kind of you. Yeah. And Except then, you always have tons of input, which isn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily make it easier. They, I mean, they just help facilitate it. I mean, it's better in a lot of ways. You ever ways, fight but- with them? No, Darren, no, we can't do muscle-ups again. It's been three days oh, in a row. Have you yeah. lost your mind? Did you fall down and bump your head? <laughs> that happens every once in a while. Darren's super sharp. The, uh, but no, they like they really come to me like, hey, will we like what's the next thing we want to do like, you need to make a man athlete like for the strength cycle or Pamela? We just called like last week, plan out the next two gymnastic pieces. And me and Darren, we call it two or three times a week, and we have a shared doc. So we go through that. Uh, how often well, we do you have to call someone and be like, hey, you have pooling three days in a row? You have pushing three days in a row. Do you ever have, do you have to do that? Uh, every couple of weeks. It was comment in the Google Docs, comment at each other, at Darren, yeah. while we do it. Why are we pushing again? Darren loves to push. Yeah. Why are we pushing no, again? I mean, at this point, it doesn't happen a bunch. Darren's like 98% of the time, like, it's spot on. And then hopefully, at this point, everyone has their biases, though. People, I ask people, like, hey, look what I did. Like, something's not going to make sense eventually. I need to know. Because once it gets out there, over you know thousands of people are doing it and we don't need that so uh michael c just switched to mayhem 50 cal bike 50 pull-ups 50 cal bike 753 nasty does that person know what they're talking about is that a real mayhem work crossfit workout yeah let's check this out come other tab i think i'm having an affiliate workout today uh yep that's the affiliate workout today so today's compete workout is intervals like i said a bike bar muscle bike intervals in the affiliate workouts are straight through 50 50 50 Thanks, Michael. Oh. Yeah. Hey, my my um uh, I, I I've done something to my bicep here. I don't know what <laughs> doing dumb doing dumbbell snatch two heavy dumbbell snatches. If I want to do that workout, what could I sub for the pull ups? Can't pull it all. 
I can, I can. I could just say, you could be like, hey, don't be a pussy and push through the pain. Push I could, I could that. do, I could do this. That's what you would say. Just grab the bar like this instead of like this. No, I'm actually a physical therapist too, so absolutely don't do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not the same thing as off the top of my head. You could do push-ups just to save the bicep, so it's gonna be different. But yeah, I've been doing tons of push-ups. Yeah, my titties are getting <laughs> nice. Do 25 burpees. That way you'll keep it more aerobic still. I'll okay. Do that. Kind of like 25 burpees for kind of bike. What's Sevon doing? I'm doing 15, <laughs> 25. 15. Uh, right there. Yeah, he's going to have a competing program. Maybe it'll fall Maybe under the another, mayhem umbrella. It's a thing under Masters. Masters. Vaughn track. We need another track. Yeah. Vaughn scale. This is Vaughn scale. That can be it. It's just assault bike. Replace everything with the assault bike. <laughs> What's it today? Assault bike. Tomorrow, assault bike. Um, there. So. You do this, and um, there's thousands of people around the world obviously doing it, tens of thousands. How many of those people um, have aspirations to go to the CrossFit Games? Do you know? That's a great question. Maybe there's no Um, way to know that. I thought I said the top of my head, by aspirations, you just mean they're doing it in hopes that either next year or 10 years to make the CrossFit Games. Or, 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 you know, maybe even broader than that, they don't want to necessarily make it to the games. They want to be competitive. They'd like to make it to the quarterfinals or the semifinals. Oh, They'd li- those people, we got like six, 7,000, I would say. Over 5,000 people. In that Holy shit. In that pool. Like, like they, they don't necessarily want to make it to the games, but they want to do everything. They want to see the programming. They want to participate in it. They want to, you know, like the people who do seal fit. Like, they don't want to be a seal necessarily, but they, they want to see what it's like to stay awake for four days and have dudes yell at them. They want to dabble. They want to, they, they want to, they want to try to see how good they are without, like, full commit. And all yeah, the way to the people open. like Guy, who are, like, fully committed, obviously. Do at least the open, maybe core finals, so they're going to throw down at local comps, stuff like that. Yes. I would say, we'll say in the round realm of, or maybe around 5,000 people. And then, and then how many games athletes um, do you think went to the games who do mayhem programming um, in 2022, last year? Actually, who actually showed up at the games in either Masters, uh, Kids, um, the individual, the whole shebang? Let's see here. I got the list. So last year we had, I hope this is accurate. I think it was 17 indies. I want to say 18 for some reason. 17, 10 teams, four teens, and then 19 masters. So if you add all all that together, it's like age groups, 23. The teams, multiply about four, it's 63. So we're right at 80 or so. People at CrossFit games, and then a couple. Oh, because the teams have because the teams have four. Yeah. Hey, that's that's nuts, and and then you have people like uh, does Jason Grubb work for Mayhem? Uh, no, but he's a sponsored athlete and reps it super well. Well, I have a Red partner. God, he reps it super well. He is like, I'm glad you said that. He's off the hook. Jason's a man. Yeah, he was here for a few months through the winter. And he's coming back soon, I hope. I actually worked out with him almost every day. He's my workout buddy for a while. So, being Grub, we, uh, I text him pretty regularly. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's awesome. And, uh, okay. So, and then, so if that's eight, let's say it's, what What was the number you said? 80 what? 
80 from all divisions. Like I think it's 82 because then we got a couple in the adaptive. Okay. We, we're counting those. We're counting those. Uh, that's your call. I'm counting. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Absolutely. just just a test, just a test, buddy. <laughs> yeah, careful with them. Careful with them. He's fishing. Absolutely. Just, just testing you, buddy. Don't fuck it up, Jake. I threw you an alley oop. Don't <laughs> bobble it and miss, buddy. You're supposed to be like, of course, Savon. Don't be disrespectful, asshole. <laughs> Remember, good, bad cop, good cop. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Hey, and and so 84. So that means there's probably. I wonder how many people do it. But don't you don't know do it? I want to say a ten percent contingency. I want to give you like eight point four more. I like it. That's a good number. We'll say nine. Keep it round. Okay. Nine. We were close to hundred, and I was like, man, I know there's a few more out there that like, like a lot of Palooza. We had hundred and twenty or so athletes, but I know like yeah, five to ten percent you're going to miss just because of communication. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Palooza seemed like everybody there was a mayhem athlete. It was like you guys honed them all into Miami one time just to just to flex real hard. Do you guys, um, when when you know something like that's happening, do you guys have a party or anything for the, like, did you guys have a get together? Do you guys do anything? Is there time for that? Uh, the games, we did a meetup for everyone, like right before, like, uh, uh, we gave them a box with other gear and stuff, which is really cool. And kind of gave them some, you know, pre-strategy and then uh, motivation. So that was good. The games, that's a lot of foods. We did a meetup. It was tougher just because travel schedules. That one is, it was, it was like filled out, but we did do that at a gym close by. Um, so it, we're starting to do that more and more and more at the games for sure. And semifinals is that naturally. And then a lot of those will do that annually too. Is there any, um, is there anyone even close to you guys? Is there anyone that has 40, uh, athletes who went to the games? I don't know. I did see a video last year breaking down the individual side. We had like the 17, 18. I think the next closest was like not even double digits. So yeah, I want to say no, but. I haven't done the exact math. And and uh, why do you think um, you guys are so successful in in that space? Uh, I do tell people I think our bread and butter. Yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, Rich is definitely the main main cause of that. Like he's had more won the CrossFit Games well over more than anyone else. Uh, so he's obviously very very good at preparing, making the CrossFit Games and winning it. So it naturally flows from that. So the training that we deliver to people is very, very good at getting them ready for semifinals through it to the games. People have recognized that seeing success came on. So that's one. Two, our training environment is very good. Um, we just released a video that showcases it well, but it's not like it is competitive, but like you're not running each other in the ground. So it's going to be a fun environment to be in somewhere you look forward to going to every day and you need to look forward to training when you're grinding that much, that many hours at that intensity. Otherwise, we'll get burnt out and just not enjoy it. So the training environment really is enjoyable. When people get here physically, like, they see that and they latch on. So that helps add to that number naturally. And then we're authentically who we are. Like you were saying from the beginning, like, say is what you get. Um, I'm a huge believer in over-delivering and values. So like, give, 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 give. And then they'll just come back to you. Or you could ask at the end and people will be happy to give back. So, yeah, Austin. So you, like, you look forward to the pain every day. Like, today's workout is kind of hurt. But... Just because we've written so many workouts for so long, Rich has, and now Darren and I, like, I hope we've gotten pretty good at making it enjoyable to suffer through. Kind of like that unique balance of, man, that was awful, but I know I got better, and you do it with your buddies, and that's how people essentially yeah, get better and better. And then the games is just the pinnacle of that with the man athlete. So last year was cool because it just hockey stick from uh, how many games athletes I work with. 
revenues. A lot of people will talk about, you know, the things that make um, someone, you know, a, a good games athlete. And you, you hear about um, whatever programming they're doing or their genetics or how long they've been in the sport or what their background was before they came in. But, but the one that keeps just, um, I keep thinking about nonstop is, and I want to say it's 51%, but I, I don't have no clue what I'm talking about is the, um, who, who is most comfortable in the pain cave that really that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, who, when they get on that assault bike or who, um, who's willing to, you know, your brain tells you to let up and you, you ignore it one time. Your brain tells you to let up, you ignore it two times. Your brain tells you to let up, you ignore it three times. And they're willing to like flirt with, I guess, and, and I have no experience with this, like none. They're willing to flirt with where the body actually starts shutting down and the brain has like no, you know, I just found out the other day, Jake, that games athletes don't stop doing burpees because they run out of metabolic conditioning like I do. It's because they have start having muscular fatigue. I can't even fucking fathom that. I can't fathom muscular fatigue coming from doing burpees. So I'm not even in the in the I'm not even doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? For me, it's like, oh, I can't breathe. I need to stop for a second or slow down. Do you do you think that 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 mental piece, that ability to push through pain, is just enormous? Yeah, it's definitely bigger than the average Joe. Um, do you think it's fifty percent? Like who, no, I don't think it's 50% though. No, no. Think, okay. So you think I there's mean, guys who go to the games who only give it 90% competing against guys who give it a hundred percent, maybe like from a pain perspective, how much they're enduring? Maybe I think genetic potential is definitely the biggest part of it. Okay. I mean, like you're not going to NFL unless you're just a straight baller, right? Like mm-hmm. You just, there's a, such a high level of like ability to have physically to make the NFL. And then the same, the games are saying like the Super Bowl. Basically, someone right. has to be just amazing, God given talent and physical ability. Then from there, there's a ton of other intangibles, like you're saying, like mental toughness and uh, pain, endurance, all those things that they need to to be the best. But I wouldn't say it's 51. percent It's hard to. It's this guy, this guy's saying it's 10. This guy's saying it's uh, it's 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 10. Percent. I like just for me, and, and and I'm old also, so there's this always this thing of like, hey, I know I can push so hard that I hurt myself. Like it's, it's like at 50, I think every 50 year old can do that. I don't know how old you are when that happens. I, I mean, I just know that, Hey, I could get on the assault bike right now and push and, and like throw my back out. Like, I just know it's, it's, it's doable. Like I have more, dude, anything. I have more strength. I'm old. It I have really more strength. And, I could do anything almost and, and hurt myself. Uh, but, um, so you're saying that no, it's 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 not um it's not people's brains holding them back it, it, as the biggest problem. The biggest problem now, because I think there's, I think that a lot of games athletes are great at suffering, like pushing to hundred percent intensity, and especially competition, you don't need to do that in training. But I think there's some average those out in the class who probably can do that too. It's just they're they just don't got it physically, right. Um, their recovery, their genetics, they're not just they're not getting the benefit that someone else is from it. Yeah, I mean if your ceiling on a snatch is 185 pounds, you're never gonna snatch more. You just you're not going anywhere with that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jessica, I walk in, I'll end up hurting myself. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's I mean you have yeah. So it's totally like that. 
It's totally like that. Hey, because I it even was like that. I used to ride up. Um, uh, I used to go on long hill rides all the time, and I could stay standing and and just keep pushing until my back goes out. And, and I could do it every time. I you just I just had to be fucking smart. Sometimes when I hear Rich talk now, I'm like, oh, he's. I think he's found some things where he could push into the hurt place too. Where you're like, hey, I better not go there. It's like it's like guaranteed you're gonna something's gonna break. Yeah, for sure. Like with his knee, yeah, we'll talk about it. I mean, not to Hey, were you concerned when he level? did that run with Cam? Twenty mile run? Were you like, dude, you knucklehead? I didn't know he did twenty miles, and it was gonna be long. I need to. I haven't seen him yet. Uh, uh, tomorrow is that on paid, his Instagram? He posted it on his Instagram. He's like, I would have wouldn't have done this for most people. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't have done it for this fucking dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe it was 20 kilometers, but either way, I think it was 20 miles. No, it'd have been 20 miles if he was with Cam. That's for sure. That's like his normal run. Yeah, not to discount mental toughness. Once you're at that level, like there's dudes that are more mentally tough. They're doing better than dudes that have more ability, but they just are better at during pain or better at like making decisions, competition, whatever. Those little things just pushing the pain cave. So once you're there, it's super important. But like, Getting there, you just got to have a lot of physical ability. Why didn't you go further in your um, – what was the highest you went in your comp- in competitive career? That's a great Did you example, make it yeah. as, a, as a team to the games? Not the games. I made it 2014 on CrossFit Mayhem. The team that year made regionals. And then a couple teams after that uh, on the team, CrossFit Hendersonville, to regionals. But – Look at oh, Rich is like wearing a dress shirt and shit. What's he wearing? <laughs> I'm just going out. I just came over. He's probably in jeans too. Is that Scott behind oh. him running too? Like Scott, he was oh, Scott. Was poor Scott. He, he ran a couple like six, seven milers last week to get ready. Yeah, dang, did twenty miles. Twenty miles. Hey, dude, that's crazy. If the camera guy ran twenty miles with the camera that's in his hands, good. that is nuts. That's a sure way to hurt yourself. Be holding this shit like this while you're running. Everyone else gets to swing their arms. That's a dedication. Hey, uh, Sevon is disappointed. Rich isn't shirtless. I see, there, there's a video in there of him doing bow training, and I thought it was ridiculous that he had his shirt on. Yeah, that's what I'm watching that, now. That's exactly, oh, that, that's exactly what I thought when I saw that. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Hey, um, so what stopped you, Jake, from going further? Oh, that, Physical, mental... Physical, yeah, I did. Because I train as much as the games athletes. Like, I was addicted to working out. Um, I mean, still at some level, but, like, I would train three, four hours a day. You were Rich's training partner for a while. You and your buddy were Rich's training partner. You got the text message, come to the barn, right? Yeah, yep. I mean, I was already, like, going as hard as I could. And then that was 2013 when the – what people think of as the other location across the man opened. We got the text, and then we were all in that season. We didn't do every workout Rich did, but we did close. So, like, we trained as much as we physically could um, in the next three or four years, trained super hard. And, like, then they were taking, you know, like, top 20 or 30 of the regionals. I made one year, like, almost 50th. I'm, like, given all I can, I just literally did not have it. Like, I'm 6'2", number one, so I'm doing more work every rep. Um, number two, I just literally wasn't good enough. And I wanted to be. So, the team... Once we got 10th at regionals, and I love competing. I still do. Like, every once in a while, it's fun. Like, just a local comp, but I just didn't have it physically. So, yeah. So, so for those people who have aspirations, is it is it kind of a wait and see? So, you're an 18-year-old guy, and you're like, okay, um, 
I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to train with Rich. And so you start training with Rich and he calls you and he's texting you. So you start training with him and then you just have to go to bed at night. And it's kind of like the tooth fairy. You have to wake up in the morning and be like, how did my genetics recover? Um, did I did I get stronger? It's kind of like a a wait and see game, right? Yeah. I mean, not like a day. I think it's years. Okay. Because you're 18 and you start doing CrossFit, it's going to take you. Unless you're, if you're a freak, yeah, it may only be a couple of years. Probably take you at this point three, four, maybe five years to actually make the games. But you just got to track. You just tracking where you're at. There's baseline numbers maybe you'll hit with snatch and clean and jerk. Some rogue measures, and just measure in the open and quarterfinals how you're doing. And if you're getting substantially closer each year, then you probably know, okay, it's a realistic shot. But if you either hit your ceiling and level off, like let's say quarterfinals, you're only making like 90th, a couple, two, three years in a row, you're probably not going to go to semifinals and make it. But if you're every year, like you qualify the next year, you're 80th and you're 40th, and then at semifinals, you're moving from like the first heat to the last heat, then you know, okay, you're tracking on the right tracks and know how to get there. So that's a good way to like quantify it. Then some people too in the gym, you can see them move and they move so well. And so like either explosive or fast and like the way they do workouts, you can just see they kind of have it. I have a few guys in my mind who are younger that I'm like, they kind of shot their younger guys. They don't move like exactly like rich or some of those other like great cross athletes, but it's that similar movement, you know, when they do a thruster and they go to the chest and bar, like it just looks how it should look and everything's smooth and they're fast. And you can kind of know like, okay, this guy can what about these athletes who are really good? There's two in particular I'm thinking of who have holes in their game. It could, could, could those holes be permanent if, 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 if there's a huge genetic component? Uh, I think the holes can be filled, but like there's got ceilings, right? Like I think some people, Really, there are really, ceil- there really are ceilings for everyone. God, yeah, I don't. I, sure. I'm struggling to believe that. I'm trying to think like that everyone could be as good as the best guy, but it just can't. You're just saying no. Look at that guy. In, do you watch football? That guy, that guy, that quarterback for Kansas, uh, Mahoney. That guy has a body oh, yeah. that looks like a fucking Oompa Loompa. <laughs> that, that guy looks like the least athletic person I've ever seen in my fucking life, and yet he the way he throws the football is like it, it's i i don't i mean i haven't watched football in 20 years but i watched the fucking cincinnati kansas game at a bar and i just stood in front of a team watch i couldn't believe that that body is capable of that stuff he was doing it was absolutely nuts so isn't there hope for everyone yeah this guy i don't think your facial attraction this guy this guy this isn't even a, this this guy's body is just a train wreck this guy moves just like a goofball <laughs> and yet so so i mean if he i mean look if he can do it right or no am i wrong are you like seven shut up you don't know shit about football i mean it's like talking about like how like body fat percentage and um like goofiness doesn't i mean a lot of times it means that he's probably not very athletic or strong or fast but sometimes there's just people that don't look super fit and they're like incredibly fit right ben davidson our cameraman here you know ben Yes, yes, yeah. He, yeah, he looks like he just came out of the woods. Yes, like he lives in gingerbread. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know him. He does Very not look that fit. Yeah. All the time, oh, I don't know. He he kind of does. He always has like that shirt. Like he's that guy who's been wearing the same shirt that he does camera work in as he works out, and his shit's always stretched out. I know that sneaky cameraman fit, but you're right. Not <laughs> not your untrained eye, but I could tell. He has like one shirt. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So, well, yeah. I mean, let's. Body fat percentage does not correlate to uh, metabolic capacity. And then to answer your other question, like, dude, we for sure, like, Saban, we could not ever, I could train my whole life, I'll never snatch 300 pounds. Okay. Like, you have a ceiling there, too. Some people can train their whole life, and, like, if he wanted, he could probably snatch close to 400 pounds if you just train that. Um, but he still has a ceiling, too. So, in that sense, yeah. And then if some people have holes, like, I think you can really attack those holes, but, like, if you're trying to get your snatch from 200 to 225, like maybe over the next couple years, you get to 220. Some people's walking the door to do 245. Um, games athletes is much higher, but like they can help fill those holes, I think, but it doesn't mean they're ever going to be like the best at that specific skill or uh, the component of fitness. It, it, then there's crazy statements like this. Michael Halstead, aesthetic, uh, aesthetics aren't and, and performance are not the same. Listen, listen, buddy. I saw Dave Castro with his zero calves do uh, 200 double unders for time against, uh, I think Rich was there and Camille was there. And and Tahoe. Miko Salo was there. Yeah. And I think Dave crushed them, beat, beat them all. Now, now, uh, you're, you're right. But for, do you, have you ever seen any fat, sloppy games athletes? So don't, don't say aesthetics and performance are not the same. All those people look fucking amazing. Um, so just be easy, like easy with that. They're not the same. Okay. <laughs> Dave's not going to the fucking games. You chill out. <laughs> some of them look like they get a bodybuilding show that day. And some of them are like, yeah, they got like lines, like they're, they're cut, but they're not like, you know what I mean? Like if you look up oldest, he's a man athlete. I can't even say his last name. That dude is like a straight bodybuilder. He is chiseled. Oh, Upanex, oldest Upanex. Yeah. yeah, or or Keelan Henry or that guy from Mexico looks I, I don't even know what his chest is doing. What's that guy's name? He's so he's so stacked. Someone will someone will say his name in the comments. He opened like with a 325 snatch or something in some uh at Sanctionals last year or something. I think he failed. Holy it. crap. Or what what oh, was that? Uh, is it Anthony? Anthony Davis, are you talking about? No, 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 not Anthony Davis. This guy's Mexican. He's from Mexico. He's like the only he uh, oh yeah, this guy, uh, Luis uh, Oscar Mora. Yeah. Oh yeah. But smart. but 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 there's no schleps going to the games. Don't anyone be like, well, aesthetics don't matter. Like, there's not one sloppy mofo in the in the men's or women's uh, division. So easy with your aesthetics don't matter. Don't don't. They're a great. They're a great. Um. Uh. They're a great correlate. Don't don't get it twisted. Although Hiller got destroyed at the gauntlet at um Oh, that's Moya? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Look at that top left photo with that purple shirt on. Even when he has a, he's just he's Yeah, look at his arms guy. and shoulders. Yeah. That's the way my my thighs used to rub when I was like 3 years old. <laughs> peak, you, peak. You have you have two boys, huh? Jake? I do. I got two boys and then in like 4 weeks I have a girl. Holy cow. How old are your boys? Jake is three and a half and Josiah is uh, one and a half. Oh, you're doing this perfect. We're on clockwork. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that's awesome. Right, do you know how many you're going to have? That's a great question. We always said four, so four or five. Maybe adopt. we may adopt eventually, but maybe have one more. Uh, biological and then maybe adopt, but probably four, maybe five. Adopting seems like a lot of work. 
like paperwork and like talking to people and like just doing stuff you don't want to do. Can't you just like give me one? You think they make it easier or how many kids will need to be adopted, but there's a lot of work from what I hear. Or they, or they have someone just come into your house and like look around at your shit and be like, you're good to go. You just hang out in Yuma. You just grab one right as they come across the border. You're they, fine. No, no paperwork necessary. They're dreamers, dude. They won't even track where they went. You get to choose from 8,000 kids every day. All funny, ages. Not, funny, All not funny. Uh, how, how does, um, how does, uh, would you, would you say at the, at, at its, one of the foundations is the programming at Mayhem? Yes. So I would say that too. Um, it's something that can't really be messed up. I would say it's our, it's our core product. Yeah. Core product. Yes. Well, I mean, it's hard you to sound very corporate. The we're, out of Cookville. we're a fitness, we're a fitness company mm-hmm. and like our media is amazing. Like, Bar yes. none. Yep. Scott, Ben, Bennett, they're the bomb. They're killing it. And they're featuring really, though, the fitness here. So the fitness and therefore programming hand-in-hand hand is the core product. Um, how, how does um, one trust you? How did that happen that you get that position? It seems – God, it seems like something – yeah, that I would be so would delicate. Like I wouldn't want to let it go. It's like it's why I go to all my kids' practices. I'm not. It, it's it's my though they are my prized possession. I'm not like they're like. Hey, why don't you leave like the other parents do and give your kids some? No, because you're not going to work with my favorite chainsaw while I'm fucking at home. You know, like that's my yeah, favorite like chainsaw. That. and I'm going to watch that you use it. Uh, good question. So, how, 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 tell me. I guess your relationship with him is what I'm curious about. Yeah. Uh, so I got the text to go to the bar just because me and my buddy Den, which is Jim Rats. Then we started working out with him that whole year. How did he get so your phone he, number to text you? I, that's a great question. I think he got it from uh, Thomas Cox, was the coach of the gym, and maybe he had it. So that's my best guess. I never asked him that. Him or Darren. So, Darren was coach too. How, how, old, how old were you then? What year was that? Junior in college, so I was like 21. Yeah, no, 20 or 21. 21. 2013? Yep. And you were were a member at CrossFit Mayhem? Yeah, so Mayhem just moved to the location it used to be at. Like the first time it was like a big gym people would think of, where all the L1s used to be. And they just opened. We were gym rats there all the time. We got the text. Uh, so we worked out with almost set, all the sessions that but year. That's we got a, hold on, hold on. Don't get to, don't get all speedy. on. Me. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. <laughs> I, I don't understand why has he won the games at that point? Oh, you're asking. Yeah. So he's won the games twice. And why is he calling you? I don't get it. Why would he text you? Was his training partner sick? <laughs> like, why would he call no, some randos? Why would he call some randos from the gym to come over to the – and that was to train, like, at his dad's house and that, like, barn at his dad's house? Uh, no, it was at his old house, his old barn. Um, that's it. I think it's because – so 2012, it was Cook, CrossFit Cookville at the Tennessee Tech APC, right? Okay. And that was – I get – the timeline's fuzzy because I was in there and it's very confusing. It was like, that's okay. The spirit – I'm just looking for the spirit of the truth. I don't ever really care yeah. about the truth, truth. <laughs> He, uh, well, you can quote me on that. Out two dudes at CrossFit Cookville, easy. Elijah Muhammad and Donovan, but they moved. They got big boy jobs. Moved out Cookville. You work out some with Thomas 
I think at that time he was like the coach of tech or like lineman or whatever football. But I don't think he had like steady training partners for like every session. Me and Ben were just there all the time and had had time with college. Darren was coaching, so Darren was Darren, so he didn't work out as much as Rich. And we were down for anything and everything. So I think because of that, just because Rich is a good dude, he's like, hey, these guys are working out, they're grinding, they're not we never asked me anything. We just wanted to get better. So he texted us to come over, and I guess we got along good enough and didn't, like, annoy him, and he invited us back. And and how long did that happen for? It was, like, maybe January, February. That's wild. That's, like, 10 years ago almost right now. We Literally the whole season. So that was the first season CrossFit had Mayhem. I had CrossFit Mayhem team who made the games. I was the alternate on that team. So really – that whole year we trained the whole season, like every day. Through, yeah, until we made the games for the most part. And so, and have you met your wife at this point? Oh man, I know that. Uh, I met her that fall. She came to Tech that fall as a freshman. So no. Well, that but that's a good year. That's a great year. Started working across the mayhem. Met my wife. Yeah, lots of good things that year. Started working across the mayhem too. Not just working out there. And and I guess also you had a bit. Of, so you got to see his. So you would walk in, and would the would the workout already be written, or he would you would walk in and he'd be putting on his shoes or doing whatever. Hey guys, what's up? And then he'd walk over to the board and write something. Yeah, so that's pretty accurate. And so you guys, there were multiple things going on there. You were not only training with him, but learning how to move getting the free programming, watching, you got to actually see his brain write programs. Do you remember that? And do you remember learning stuff? And, and, or would you ever ask him, hey, why GHDs today? We talk about that little. I mean, then really just watching how to work out. We had no idea what we were doing, especially programming back then. Every once in a while, he'd ask us to how to work out. I remember we would just write something stupid on the board and be like, yeah, we're not doing that. Oh, <laughs> like he would be like, hey, do you guys want to write a workout? And, you got, and he would let you write one? <laughs> He did. I remember one time in particular, and me and Ben tried to like co-write a workout, and it was just terrible. It was stupid. And he was like, "What are y'all doing now?" And he just erased it. And so he would like <laughs> let us try to program, like teach us here and there. And and that, after you see enough workouts, finally we could write a decent workout. But yeah, uh, back in those days, every once in a while he would give us a chance, and we thought we did not write a good workout. And, and and what what would it would it be like? You would do one workout and then think you were done, and then he'd be like, "You guys be like taking off your shoes or changing." Be like, "Hold on a minute, guys, we're gonna do something else." Was it was, would it be shit like that happen? Uh, I'm sure it did happen. Or did then, it ever go like you're? He writes something, and you're like, "Oh my god, we're gonna do another." I can't believe we're gonna do more. Yeah, that'd be like at the end of the day, more so. I'm sure it did happen. Like you did four or five workouts, like and you do one more just because it's. Which was like that, so it did happen. And then uh, back then, though, like now we train smarter. Like we'll do two really big sessions with athletes. You know, just stay warm, keep moving through all the pieces. Whereas back then, we do like sometimes three or four sessions, like a workout here, break. Eat up a lot more in the day, a lot more warming up. But so back then, yeah, it was a little different from that standpoint. And then you might get a text, "Hey, we're going to come back over this time." Late in the day, evening, stuff like that, because he didn't have kids and we were free then. Um, how does how does um so you know because obviously when you meet Rich that he's a Bible guy, he's a Christian, right? But how does he find out that you're a Christian? 
like like one day you, you just kind of like show off like like you, as you're getting out your clothes you let Drop the bible fall out yeah you let yeah you let your oops, bible fall oops. out of your gym bag oh sorry just, oh. just doing some light reading over here because that has to be in, that it's pretty easy I'm, I'm starting after all these years i'm starting to get it he wants to be around people who have the same values as him right like don't steal right or, or whatever those values are those good values are that you you christians have um so, so he wants to be around those people and he knows that if if you're reading that book and that um you guys will align right so at some point he has to find out does he ever ask you just straight up hey are you christian no i wouldn't say that yeah, I, I, I can't imagine him saying that either i just just wanted to say that no uh Leave I no stone unturned so say that again I worked at the campus ministry in college, so he probably knew that. I just asked what I did for work. So naturally, yeah. So, so, it, so it's in, it was it's it's in. Uh, he just knows whatever the 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 signs are. You have like you have a bumper sticker on your truck that says "I love Jesus." I yeah. mean, he just knows. WWJD. Yeah. <laughs> He's got yeah. the wristband. Right. I think it was natural conversation. I would assume it come up. Like, I honestly don't remember. Uh, I think Rich just wants to hang out with, be around good people in general, whether they're Christian or not. If he's a Christian, great, because it's another level of connect on, and you're definitely going to align a lot of values, but it's not like a prerequisite um, to be friends or. No, I'm friends with, with I'm friends with them, and I'm still I'm still learning. But I do want to, I do like having Christian friends because they have that book that has all those great values in it. I'm not even though I'm making it seem funny, like I fully get it, like. I, I I don't want to. But someone's following following mind comps. I I don't really want you as my friend. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't want you kidnapping my three little Jewish boys in the middle of the night, starting an experiment. <laughs> I, I need Christian friends, good Christian friends. Uh, so so you start doing the the workouts and, um, when does the what? what to the evolution, can you? Is there any way you can tell us the story of the evolution from being the guy who gets called to be his training partner one year to um, to the El, El Presidente, El Jefe? Yeah, doing my best. If you start getting crazy uh, fast, I'm going to interrupt and slow you down. So don't worry. Okay, I'll try to get okay. slow. Okay, and I wasn't like his only training partner. Me and Ben, Darren a lot, and Thomas Cox. They were on that CrossFit Mayhem team that year. So they, we all trained with him primarily that year. Then next year, still did some. We were coaching the gym. Uh, we then had another team. So I was just coaching the gym. That was 2000, go to 14. Richmond, and when you say coaching, you're on the payroll. You're, high, you're an employee of CrossFit Mayhem. Yep. Okay. Starting in 2015, I coached the – Do you ask him if you can do that, or does he – do you apply for that? They had scoped out who they wanted to be coaches. It was like a – handful of us guys that were there a lot because um, Darren was the head coach and I had one other a few other assistant coaches but they knew they wanted us all like coach like the three four five six seven class and, like one of us took each of them and they knew they wanted to like their interns helped with the intro classes and kind of had our class so they got us through that the first level one in Cookville you look at videos Neil Maddox was there Jason Khalifa like originally they other ones for workouts we were at that was our level one that we got certified at whatever the term is so we started that. We just were coaching. Um, that's what really what happened through 13 through 14. We're all still trying to compete, be competitive. We like work out before, coach, work out after our class. 
2014, Rich wins the games. And um, the next year, he's team. At this point in my life, 2014, I got married in August. So I got married, graduated college. I was pre-physical therapy. Decided to get my master's in Tennessee Tech because I wanted to hang around Cookville because I love mayhem. I really like the church I work for. My wife was, she finished college. She was going to work there in Cookville too. We Did you Cookville. meet your wife in church? Did you meet your wife in church? Uh, the campus ministry, which is like the college part of the church. So, okay. yeah. I was like a student director, is how you'd say. And so I met her when she was a freshman. <clears throat> and then, so I'm working at Mayhem at that church. I get my master's as a GA uh, in 15. Rich, the, he wins the games with teams. So we're also coaching. And then we started talking, hey, we need to start offering like programming. Just like at that point, like I remember Easy had, Scott Panchuk had, they just put out like basically their workouts. No one really had back in the day. Confident was still free, I think. And so it was, I guess it just got, it wasn't a priority, so it didn't happen. I think it was 2016 after the games. He won the games. He was like, hey, we're doing this. And he's posting on his Instagram. At that point, Jim Manager's like, oh, okay, we got to put this out. How, wait, and, at that, how many employees are there at Mayhem at that time, 2016? I mean, there's probably like 10-ish because there's a bunch of us part-time coaches that coach like one class a day maybe. There's a gym manager who kind of oversaw it all. It was like her – she also – uh, work at tech and then someone helped run apparel this at this point too like dre's moved to cookville he's starting to train there who so you know him dre strong oh yeah 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 that's the camera guy uh he was camera guy he's now creative director yeah it's, it's all uh, the same to me camera guy <laughs> creative director. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh darren's the only full-time employee though so like 10 or so yeah okay there's no employees really only like one full-time uh, I was getting my master's in extra science, and in this, we were doing a study on an elite athlete in the field, and that elite athlete was rich. And we would take like his biomarkers every quarter, do his VO2 max, his max lifts. And along with this, I was keeping a log of his workouts. So he just sent me, back then it was not a good system, but we were keeping in Google Docs, so I could text him every few days and send him some of your pictures. Did he hate so, doing, did he end up hating you for that? Like at first, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then he's like, fuck, this is a drag. A little bit of just like it was annoying because he never had to do that before, I'm sure. We actually had missed like a whole month of workouts just because they got busy and we didn't have like iPhone notes. Not so easy to just type in his notes right after each workout. Um, but because I kept those, like done that with my masters, when we launched What's Rich Doing, and I was coaching there, it just made sense. Hey, let Jake go ahead and keep doing this since he's doing it. And you can just oversee What's Rich Doing. So I'll just get his workouts. And I thank goodness we still have two. Dude, weeks. this is fucking brilliant. So that's the point right there. That you, was like the you for yeah. some reason got this crazy idea that you had to do your master's. You kind of you you seem uh, a little square to me, by the way. Like just your haircut and your clean shaven and the way you articulate. You seem like you could be a teacher, right? Are you a little square? Wasn't I mean square? <laughs> you know, like um, like uh, I shaved today just for you. I was like, this is rough. Like, like you're like dorky. You're nerdy. You're nerdy guy. You're yeah, I'm nerdy. Li- li- like, <laughs> like if, if like when you get to the camp, you're the guy who builds the fire right away, and and you and you have you build a nice rock outline for it. Everything's nice and tight. I wouldn't say it just depends on what it is. For sure, not the campfire. But when we're talking about CrossFit fitness programming. I'd be the nerdy guy. 
Yeah, you're you. It's clean. Everything's clean. Like your house is clean because of you. My wife makes our house clean. I'm dirty. Because <laughs> okay. of the Don't ruin my impression of you. I see you kind of okay. Yeah, so yeah. you, for some reason, I don't know. It, it sounded like you took. You said you took your master's to stay there. Like you needed some sort of excuse to to stay there. So you yeah. take your master's, but then like a brilliant move. Uh, this is brilliant. You make your master's project rich, Froney. That right. It worked out. This worked out great because the professor I worked out with does CrossFit. He wanted to do the study to make like publish a paper, and we want to use Rich, obviously. So it wasn't my decision. I just followed through with it and tried to do a good job with that paper, and also just keeping logs of Rich's workouts. And they knew like I was reliable and wasn't gonna like let this fall through the cracks. Putting Rich's workouts in. Modify. That's the nerdy piece. Reliable. That's the code for nerdy. Reliable. Super nerdy. Yeah, it has to be the right thing, but when projects, stuff like that, nerdy, 100%. Um, so we launched it. We decided to keep it two weeks behind. So, like, if you do what's rich during the day, it's what he did two weeks ago from the day because you can't put in what he did yesterday. Like, you know what I mean? There's got to be a catch up timeline. Uh, so, that's what it started at is in 16. And so, for six months to a year, I think we use simply that, like, it was literally just what did we do that day? It's gonna modify. That's it. So I think it was six months later we launched. Uh, we called biases. So it'd be like a uh, conditioning bias, strength bias, and gymnastic bias, along with what we're doing. And so you could go purchase those. And like strength bias was like a lot of lifting with a metcon. Conditioning bias was a lot of conditioning, aerobic stuff with. A little bit of strength and gymnastics was a lot of gymnastics with that. You've seen these programs back then, there was hardly any. So we did that for a while. That probably carried us into the next year. This is where the timeline gets fuzzy. That was also 2016. I graduated. You math are, did you, wait, sorry, sorry, going back. So did the pay, you finished the paper? Yeah, we did. Uh, like the professor, and he wrote a lot, some of it I wrote. I think he wrote the bulk of it, actually, the paper the professor did. I was just like the grad assistant help collect data and fill in some gaps um i would love to see that paper can i just go online and look at it yeah i'd have to find a link and send it to you i'll bug i'll bug you after the show so basically what i'm hearing is through that paper and through that six months while you were doing your schooling it was also applying for a job with rich that maybe he didn't even know you were applying for you were building a pretty crazy relationship with him around specifically his training. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like more it was. Like, we were already, at that point, I mean, we are still workout buddies. Like, at that point, he's probably training with Hobart more, but way more because Hobart was on the team. So, like, Not I was even just, who he's like, training with. You're, you're the first person who's documenting what he's doing. Yeah, that is true. Just because we had to do papers, so we like, hey, man, you got to work out. So it was just it wasn't like elaborate at all. It was just logging, literally copy pasting what he sent me, put it in the doc, and housing those workouts, which I do still have some of them, a lot of them from 2016, which is cool. Something 15. And just, yeah, because I've been doing that. That so would make sense. Like, it's just like everything tells you your whole life. It's who you know. It's just, it's, it's relationships. You built a relationship with them. I think it is. Oh, who you know for sure. And then also, like, you got to do a good job once you, like, have the right, opportunity right, you right. come to over deliver. So opportunities from who you know, and then do a great job with over deliver and let it slowly build. Um, so yeah, and then 16, we got some of these conditioning bias tracks. 
I go to physical therapy school. So I moved from Cookville to Nashville to go to PT school. Oh, um, that sounds like a mistake. Uh-oh. I know. I was stressing, dude. I was super stressed because I was working like three part-time jobs in Cookville, which I loved all of them. I love Cookville. Um, I didn't know what to do at all. My wife, she's super supportive, would support me either way. Another layer of the story, her mom actually has uh, pancreatic cancer at the time. And they live in Nashville, just outside. So, like, I would be, like, I was like a preacher on the weekends, working at Mayhem, just coach some, some of this online, and then some GA stuff. And so, like, I leave all this. What's GA? What's GA? Uh, grad assistant. Technically, it was research assistant, but people think GA. And when you say you were a preacher, you stood up in front of people, people and, and tried to um, lead them on the righteous path? Yeah. I did that for like six months. <laughs> there you go. Good definition. Hey, you said this thing uh, in one of those interviews that um, you, 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 I can't remember exact thing, but you said something like you follow Jesus. And I was like, oh, I follow Jesus too. Like I follow Jesus anywhere, but, I'm, but I, it's just weird. It's a different show. Anyway, I follow Jesus too. Good. He's a good dude. Uh, okay. So um, that's crazy. So you, you actually get up and speak in front of people. You, you Do you still do that? I really like doing that. I get not preaching per se, just because I don't work in that capacity. Like I still go to church, but I'm like a preacher. Every now and then somewhere I'll get a chance to give like a short word or something like that. Or maybe now like it's addressing mayhem, like not as not preaching, but like standing in front of people and saying something of value. I do like doing that. Cause you were pretty quiet in the, in the show that I watched the, the Bible show, the mayhem Bible show I watched. Oh yeah. Oh, that was the, uh, uh, that's called into the storm podcast, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I just, I keep thinking about this. I'm like, what's he talking about? Yeah. I was probably, it might have been an earlier episode. I don't know if I talked as much then trying to get more comfortable, like interviews, stuff like that podcast. But on that one, Richard probably leading it. Other people give input. If it's something like that. I won't talk. Unless I think I have really real value to deliver. Like I'm just not going to talk through my own voice. Um, not my personality, I guess. But if it's just me talking, then I can be prepared and try to have something people need or want to hear to say. You don't need to be the center of attention. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then you move to so you get your you you have a, you go to school, you get your master's, you're doing the preaching, you got a wife. It's still not enough. You training partners with rich, still not enough. And you have this, that's really sucks by the way, about the pancreatic cancer. That's tough. And then you move to, to Nashville. And uh, the good thing is you have a very supportive wife, which every God, you're every lucky man gets one of those. I don't know if lucky is the right word, but those of us who have supportive wives, it's nuts. Um, and then, um, I wouldn't say it wasn't enough. It was enough. I loved my jobs. I love Cookville. I didn't really want to leave. From my perspective, it was just like, I literally would ask God every day, what should I do? And like, I was like, I remember a day I was so stressed. And he's about, like, go like, to chiropractic school in Nashville. You're like, oh, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a second choice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm pretending like I didn't hear you today. Keep it going. Yeah. It was physical therapy school, but either way, yeah. Uh, I remember some one day I was so stressed about the decision. I was like, I'm working the freaking greatest gym on the planet, literally. I like my other two jobs. I can keep working at tech, probably like teaching some. Like a, a sty came up on my eyelid because like the stress was like so much I didn't know what to do. Um, so yeah. Then one day, this is 
it is what it is. I uh, I said, all right, I'm not going to eat all day. I'm going to pray about it. Just all day. Like I didn't eat. I never fasted before. And then the end of that day, it was like end of April. We start PT school in May. And I told them I'm coming, but I could just, you know, not come. And the day I knew, I was like, okay, I'm supposed to go to PT school. I just knew. And so then we got the ball rolling and then ended up moving. Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't enough. It was like, cocoa was plenty. I loved it. It was just, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like what I believe, what I would say is like, what does God want me to do with my life? Uh, providence or sovereignty, however you want to say it. So I did that path and we moved to Nashville 2016. Uh, kept doing, I could do everything with mayhem. I can coach in person and all the remote stuff, like what's Rich doing. I can do that online. Uh, at this point, the next year, we started offering Mayhem 30, like our body weight. Uh, maybe Mayhem 62, like the 60-minute version um, while I'm at PT school. So I would just like be in class, after class, go train. And then maybe at night or the weekends, I would move in line and do all the – at that time, it wasn't Mayhem Athlete, but what became Mayhem Athlete, we rebranded it, that stuff. So we're in Nashville, going to PT school. Do you have an assistant? Name. Do you have an assistant? Now? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Our team is way bigger and more robust, and uh, I have a killer team. Okay, I was going to say, you need – I hope you have one. You need one. Okay. We have a – yeah. We have a, it's grown. It's just like one little piece at a time over the years. But, like, uh, I wouldn't say it's my assistant. It's, her name's – I'll give a shout-out. Kelsey. She's the everyday athlete coordinator, uh-huh. and she does a ton of the things like this that – I'm not good at, and she's super organized and like she's a bomb. Hey, awesome. How often during this story is it like, oh shit, there's just a tidal wave of stuff? Uh, wife, kids, deaths in the family, it programming, uh, like, uh, okay, help, I need help over here. It's just, I, I just uh, see this tidal wave of paperwork and just shit just gone. I mean, it just sounds crazy how much you've taken on. At this point, well, the title was more in the last year or two when we've had more of the hires. Like, all right, we're out growing this. Like, this person can't do this much or I have too much of this. So, this product's going to suffer. So, let's hire someone to fulfill that. That's happened more in the last 18 to 24 months. Okay. Back okay. then, it was so much less like I could do the customer service and just input the workouts. Then, in the next couple of years, towards the end of the PD school, we hired a customer service, Drew, who's just been a man athlete for years. His name's Drew Kathy. And he runs customer service now and helps some with like programming input actually a lot with that. So it was just like one slow hire, like someone's plate would be overflowing. Like, all right, let's hire someone to help them with that, take on some other responsibility and grow. Uh, same idea was with the tracks. Like now you look at Mayhem 60, now compared to what it was in 2017, like the products evolved like 10 times. It's much, much, much better. So it wasn't like all at once, it was just these little tweaks and improvements like each week and month we'd make. Product got so, so much better to where it is now. I wonder how stressed Rich is about having who is Rich the boss? Oh yeah, Rich is CEO. No, how, how I wonder how much stress he has with all having to I, I mean to put it in the most crass terms, put food on this many people's t- plates. I wonder if he has trouble sleeping at night. Cuz oh, it God. is it is it is like that, right? I mean, if, yeah. if he has 30 people working for him, those are 30 paychecks that have to go out, and he has to feel some burden from that. He has to. Yeah. In the last, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I guess I had to ask him. I think he, every now and then you definitely get stressed out just because there's, like, 
that's a lot, a lot of people, a lot of responsibility, but I think these are like real lives. And underneath those 30 people, there's another four people each, right? Meaning like their, their wives and their moms and their kids. I mean, he's not right. I mean, it's, I mean, I've actually started thinking about it too in the last month. Like, man, there's a lot of people now. And like, we got a lot of people to take care of and which is just part of it, right? Just part of being run a successful growing business. But I think it helps rich and me too. Like rich has people he can trust to do it. Uh, needs to be done and like they're going to do a good job and then i have people that i trust they're going to do a job and so then the product right. will be good and the business will be fine but yeah if you just look at it it is stressful yeah it's crazy it's crazy uh well, it's just it's 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 hard enough being responsible for yourself and your wife and your kids let, let alone okay so 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 um so you go and you go to chiropractic school in um nashville school. sorry i don't care that much just People are going to think I'm a chiropractor. Wait, what did I you like say? What, what kind of school did you call it? Physical therapy. Physical therapy. Okay, those, those, those are different? Physical therapy yeah, and chiropractor? he's not a chiropractor. Yeah. Okay. okay. They're very similar. For the, yeah, they're similar, but uh, not the exact same. It'd be like, I can't think of a good analogy. Nurse practitioner to phys- physician's assistant. Hey, but do they have a same, like, I didn't know this about chiropractors. I, I thought chiropractors were just the dudes who just, like, cracked your back and shit. And then recently, as I've gotten, you know, more knowledge in the last couple of years, chiropractors believe that um, your body can heal itself. Do you, do you like, that's kind of like, I think one of their core tenets. Is that what physical therapists also believe? Depends on the chiropractor and the exact like school of thought, but. I oh, mean, your audio is way better without those ear things, by the way. Yeah. Way I better. I'll turn down never, your mic a just, too. just throw those away. You never need those again. Just <laughs> okay, good. They're cheap. Knock off your bots. I never well that makes me glad to hear you say that maybe I'll send you um, some brand new ones I have so many around here I, I, I mean, I've gifted with so much great shit but there you had them pointed at me did you I'd never seen anyone wear their ear pods like that I was like kept fixated on not that. Them. they're cheap like, knock them down they're like I didn't know they're knock off someone scanned me and they'll mess oh. up oh, no. so they should tell me I wish they them out Wait, did you buy them on like a street corner? How'd they skate like online? Like how did you No, a guy pulled up in front of his house and opened his trunk and Jake buys yeah. stolen shit regularly <laughs> in Cookville. That's how. Dude, they look so much similar, but they're Wow, like, those look good. Yes. Oh they shit. have like the thing that says May uh assembled in China and like all the little things. They were so good. They they're garbage though. Anyways. How did you find out that they were phonies? Cuz they keep the doing show. the thing you I uh the earphones do were like will beep like when you click it it's supposed to beep like pause but like be moving around and like uh, take a step and it'll beep like half the time so hey do you know the guy who sold them to you oh i told him he was a scam artist oh that's <laughs> awesome that's no awesome. i don't know but on facebook messenger yeah i was mad yeah that's awesome <laughs> don't be mad at him everyone's everyone's just... a con artist i pretend to run a podcast don't be mad at yeah. but, th- but you don't need those anymore just i'm, I'm serious that the, the audio was so bad i was hating you a little bit in the beginning but i forgave you Dang. now yeah Sorry. oh austin not nice not nice <laughs> at all okay uh so so you go to physical therapy school yep. because you fasted and and you got good high fidelity on um god's voice yeah it's a, yep. it's a it's a valid uh, practice, by the way. If you want to get better fidelity on the message that you want to know, I think fasting is a great way to do that. I agree. I tell people that when they're making big decisions. Okay, so so what happens? So you go there, but but I'm tripping because like someone's going to take your job. Uh, like I don't think you should leave Rich's side 
during the uh, while a company's growing and being successful like Mayhem. I just think it's a risky move. Yeah, I mean, Mayhem was not growing as rapidly then, um, but I was just doing a good job remotely. And I mean, Rich is still focused on like the business as a whole, but also he's very focused on winning the CrossFit Games every year, which is hard to. I mean, that's a huge focus, right? Family, CrossFit Games, partnerships, and then who he has in place. Like he just, he, Rich is awesome about just trusting us to do our job, letting us like have a ton of freedom in it and go grow it. So he let me do that PT school. I mean, it's very definitely a very part time job then compared to now. So uh, through that, we, I can't remember, man. We added. I think towards the end of my PT school, we added Mayhem Aerobic Capacity for the first time with Henshaw. That was like our first partnership. Um, so 16, 17, 18, PT school is three years. That's so what I'm doing the math. Uh, at the end of PT school, so we've had, I don't know, maybe four or five tracks. We're in Wattify, and then we switched. Did to- your mother-in-law pass? Yeah, she did. Sorry. Uh, no. Yeah, thank you. It's um, tough. She did like. Early 2017, it's so like eight or nine months after we got there. We lived with them for like six or seven months when we were finding a house. So it was kind of like what I would say is like it worked out like God had planned because Nancy got to be with her mom those last four or five months. was just like invaluable. Yeah. Uh, we got to be there through all that, help them. And then um, the more confirmation was the right decision, all those things. So, I mean, it was bad. It was terrible as like you would imagine any one who's seen people go through cancer and die. Like it was truly awful, but um, she was a really good woman and it worked out as good as it could all things considered. Hey, let me ask you this. This is off subject, but when, when, when I've had to put dogs down and I heard about people who didn't put their dogs down and and they just like leave it with the, with the um, vet and then they leave. And I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm going to hold the dog in my arms. I'm going to be there. The dog got put down, you know, um, and I held the dog. Till its last breath. There's got to be some component with that instead of avoiding family members who are dying or who are unhealthy, instead of creating distance from them to protect yourself from the emotional pain. I'm guessing that there's a something therapeutic about getting closer to them so that when they leave, uh, like soon as I walked out of the vet's office, I don't mean to be comparing putting a dog down to a, a, a parent dying, but but as soon as I left the vet's office, I was better. Like, but if I wouldn't have done that, I would have like driven away crying. But I didn't drive away crying. Like, there's got to be something therapeutic for your for your wife and your family that you that you got to be there. Uh, no, no, doesn't translate. Like that. It's not, like. Um, yes, some of what you're saying is true. I mean, it was an awful experience. I'm not gonna go into details, but. And more so from them, like their family is amazing. More so therapeutic looking back, like, man, I was there with my mom every second I could have been. Like I didn't have any regrets from that. And I know I helped her and it helps me there for the next decade. Whereas in the moment at the time, it almost makes it worse because you could just avoided it, not seeing all that pain. Right. Badness. But in the long term, it's much better. So long term. Right. Yeah. Don't don't run from it. She doesn't regret the choice. Oh, she's so glad. So glad. Like the anniversary of her passing was like a couple weeks ago. And yeah, it's much better now, obviously, because it's been like seven or eight years. But uh, that's one of her best, like, best decisions we ever made. And we can look back and be like, that was so good that we were there. You guys were married through that time? We what? Were you guys were married through that time already? Okay. And and, um, and don't you think just, uh, um, it says, it speaks volumes of your wife's character. 
Like there's these people who, um, there, there's these couples that are together and they want their, let's say, let's say they want their mate to be mean to their ex-husband, right? Let's say, let's say my wife was married before she wasn't, but let's say she was married before and I would want her to be mean to her ex-husband. I, I, that, that's so That's such wrong thinking in my mind because the person you're with, you want them to have great character. And you have to realize that if they're mean to their ex-husband, someday they might be mean to you if you guys break up. And so you got to see your wife in this moment of just insane fucking emotional pressure, and you got to see her character, right? She didn't run from it. She went to it. She went to it. I mean, it's just, it's just it, I mean, fuck, that's the most incredible, uh, uh, what's that called? Like, uh, um, what's that called when you apply for a job? Interview. Like, you saw your wife go through the greatest interview process of a human you'd want to be by. Oh, I already knew my wrath was amazing at that point. Yeah. She's rock star. Great. Right. But like their whole, yeah. Oh, it's unreal. Like, and like if you can't go ahead, sorry. Again, like they were with her, like literally all the kids and her husband. So it was like terrible, but as good as it could be at the same time as they all got to be there. But leading up to that, like the weeks and months of helping like change your mom and get her out of bed and all those things, like that's where you really see people's character too. And like it was every day. That she, as much she could be, she worked for my wife and her family. So, yeah, I was like, I didn't have, have any doubt. But now I'm like, oh, no, if anything happens, like my wife will never leave me or right. anything bad in our kids. Like, yeah, zero doubt and 100% confidence. Everything's an interview process, man. Hmm. Uh, man, show up. Well, k- kudos to you. Okay. Uh, uh, pancreatic cancer. Uh, phys- okay. So, so you go to Nashville and you do your three years of uh, 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 PT school. Yep. And then it's 2019. So like May, we've rebanded. It's me and athlete. We moved to Sugarwad, which is important because the next year we grow a lot more. Where were you before Sugarwad? Wattify. Okay. Which we still have affiliate programming on Wattify, but all our individual programming and we have gym programming on Sugarwad as well. Um, So I start working. Why not make your own? Uh, because it's really expensive and because we don't want to be an app company. Well, th- mm. I like every single mm. person I've known who's made an app, uh, has been a complete fucking disaster and terrifying except for one. And I would have to follow up with her, uh, to, to follow out if she still is happy with it, but I think she's Should very happy one. with it. Uh, it's a uh, street parking. Okay. I'd love to. And my mom uses that. My mom, um, uses that app. Uh, she does their pr- programming and she yeah. goes to a CrossFit gym and, uh, she's like, she can't, I mean, if my mom endorses an app for me, it's like, that's it. That's, that must be the easiest and most, uh, user-friendly app ever that ever existed. I need yeah. to, I've but I know stuff. a lot of horror stories, dude, yeah. a lot of horror stories of people who've put millions of dollars. I, I had the largest uh, skate the guy the largest um, YouTube channel on skateboarding Aaron Cafaro and Bra- not Aaron is it Aaron Cafaro the guy who runs Braille mm-hmm. and he told a horror story of like there I think there are millions of dollars in on building a skateboarding app and they're in oh no and I know so many people who've abandoned apps who is it? we had someone on the other day I don't know if it's Ryan Fisher but someone had spent five hundred thousand dollars in two months on an app and they're no Easy. They're, yeah they're nowhere near telling this. Done. I've spent more hours than you want to know investigating building an yeah. app. Yeah. And uh, SugarWad's a really good app overall, but it's far from perfect. And many things we want to do on it, it won't do. Uh, so, yeah, Street Parking has a – I really respect their product too. They do a good job. But uh, that's why we don't build an app because we want to be a fitness company. 
if we want to build an app, it almost have to be an app company. Oh, see, Susa. Um, yeah. And it's expensive. Totally. The risk is so high with the return. Yes. Guaranteed at all. So hasn't made sense, but we've, we've investigated. And I think, I think, um, I want to say Matt fucked around with those, with the, with that Steffi Cohen chick and her app. And then he probably, he did his own app and I heard all sorts of crazy shit that happened there. I don't Yeah. It's, it sounds, it sounds uh, very risky. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why. Okay. But, but it is something it's, you're but not naive have, to it. You put in a white label app. If you look up man athlete in the app store, mm-hmm. you just click and then it'll open. It's sugar wide white labeled, but it does like have the skin of man athlete, which is cool. Okay. Does everyone have that or is that something special you guys? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I have a uh, kids programming on there that they called me and they said, Hey, we have zero. It was kind of cool. They said, we have zero kids programming. Will you do kids programming for us? And I, and I made just 50 workouts and sold it as a package like that. And Holy shit. It was a lot of work. Holy shit. <laughs> but, but you can't go to that app without seeing mayhem. They obviously love you. Like yeah. you have to, you have to know exactly what you want to find my programming and to find mayhem. You have to like you, you, to not see mayhem programming on there. You have to like avoid it. So yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a great, it sounds like you guys have a great relationship with them. Yeah. They're doing really good. And um, they're trying to do the things we want to do on the app that they're, you know, if you build a house like 50 years ago, it's renovations hard, right? Cause it's the foundations there, all that blah, blah, blah. So I get it takes time on there because the app's built how it is and we're trying to do things that wasn't made to do and they're trying to work with us and make it happen. So, uh, good like sugar wad. We went to them 2019, uh, I worked full time PT summer, 2019, got a job just outside of Nashville, still doing ma'am athletes growing on the side through into 2020. And then at this point we have like seven, eight tracks like ma'am 30, ma'am 60. We launched ma'am scaled which is like the scaled movements of a workout for an hour. we got What's Rich doing. Uh, Man Row Capacity competes like the main competitive one. We launched Man Masters at this point. So Masters community is growing. 2020, I think, shuts down, locks down. And then we, I think we did a free month to our Man 30 members to be like, hey, we know it's tough right now. We're just going to make it free. Y'all want it for a month. If you're a current member, you get free for a month. Or if you want to try it out, here you go. We started doing those quarantine workouts live every day. They did. I wasn't. I came down, drove down when I could. I'd like Thursdays off to do that, and so it really grew that year, 2020. And then this time to Mayhem, like Roe, Roy McKernan got hired. Uh, we kind of all got promoted, elevated to directors in our part of the business. So given more responsibility, freedom. And Mayhem athlete just grew so much because it's such a good opportunity while everyone's at home. It's like, what are you going to do? Let's work out together. Yeah, and that's how the lives with Rich they used to do back in the day originated out of that. Oh, from the really from all the closures from yeah, the that's right because we would do the live workout every day with him. Just like, what's the workout? Well, Rich was doing the gym with like a dumbbell or body weight. And hey, so, that was a brilliant idea. Just basically put up a parking lot cam and let us look into the gym. <laughs> it was kind of one of those things. Like we didn't, I don't think at the time I had any idea how like. People, much people would love it and it created our online community like made it way more robust did all those things it's ghetto but it worked it works so oh, well it. sometimes you have to realize that like it's better just to do something than nothing absolutely and For man sure. it was fucking brilliant whoever was like been perfect yeah yeah it yep. was great yep. and so then i've been pt like 10 or 11 months and mayhem's we're growing a ton through 2020 21 we're like 
uh, 2020, I think we hired Scott, who had the media department. And then that summer, I quit my PT job to go full-time Mayhem. Um, and then through that, like, we, we've done Mayhem Burger and Strength in that next year. Pamela came on in 2021. So we started adding, like, thing here and there. 2020 also started Mayhem Affiliate, our affiliate programming, because Darren moved to Michigan to be close to family, but he still worked for us. So we launched that. Um I moved back to Cookville in 2021, the beginning of that year. Um, and then that's the bulk of it. And through that, what else we added? Those are the big, big pieces. So all the, the big building blocks are there. It's just we started to refine them and make them a lot better to like what our product is today. Do you own a home in Cookville? Yep. So when you moved back there from Nashville, it like you, you realize like it, did it feel like you were coming home? Yeah. Well, I didn't own a home before then. We moved back and bought a house. Right. But I mean, like when you came, like, were you like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be? Yeah. I mean, even moving back, actually, I was still I was stressed about that move, too, because I, I had either considered opening my own PT clinic uh-huh. where I was at there um, and doing that and still doing Mayhem on the side or like going all in with Mayhem and just quitting PT and going full time and um I didn't have as much clarity, honestly, on moving back as I did. Now I do like a thousand percent, but at the time I didn't. And so when we came back, though, it was like we had a lot of roots that were still here. So like some people moved on, but um, it did feel that feel like, oh, yeah, this is all familiar. And this is our old home and it's good to be back. So has this guy has this guy contacted Mayhem and tried to make a rich card? What zombie? Does he do those uh, like baseball cards with CrossFitters? Like this one of Colton Mertens. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. He did reach out on Instagram. I think he's going to send some samples. I can't remember. Send samples, Nick. Send samples. samples. (laughs) I endorse Wad Zombie. Great supporter of the show. For five bucks, I'll endorse anything. I'm not, I'm cheap, way cheaper than rich. (laughs) Um, if you, if you have, if you have two kids and you have a third kid and you have a house, and it, are you are you practicing any physical therapy there? Last year, it's gotten less and less and less, and now it's almost none because I don't like advertise it. And uh, there's a athletic trainer that treats out of the gym, so he get all the gym patients go to him as they should. AJ, he's really good, and yeah, my focus is man athlete. So not really. If someone like an athlete tweaks something, they need me to look at it real quick. Now I will, but it's very few and far between. Um, so I'm becoming a worse physical therapist every day, I say. Um, has your confidence around your programming skyrocketed? I wouldn't say skyrocketed, but it's definitely gotten, I mean, it's just steadily grown through the years with practice reps. And then as like the evidence is showing that it works. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's really remarkable. Do you feel pressure with so many um, uh, top athletes doing it? If I like, I guess it's almost like the, business thing we were talking about like if i'd step back and look at it, i was like man this is a ton like so many people are looking at this every day and it needs to be great but then we're seeing the day to day grind not really because i'm not doing it alone by any mean like we have an awesome team like me and rich look at programming regularly uh darren we're shooting back and forth as well so it's not alone which makes it better and then helps take off the pressure too but if i just step back and be like the magnitude of how many and it's our core product in a lot of ways, then yeah, it can be some pressure. Um, it, it, I, it's like that when, uh, with the podcast too. When, when, if I don't, if I, the second I think that people are watching, 
the pressure starts. But 80, 90% of the time when I'm doing the podcast, I just figure out it's just me and Matt and uh, Jake talking. But as soon as you look at like who else is watching, you're kind of like, uh oh, you get, you get self conscious. Um, yeah. If it's just like it's the workouts we're going to go next, next week, let's write them down and like put in notes and warm ups. Then it's like, oh, this will be great. But then, yeah. and you know, I don't want to let anyone down. Exactly. Like you gave your time to do this workout so that you would be better based on the workout I did yesterday and based on the workout I'm going to give you tomorrow. Like you came to this podcast to listen and like, I don't want to let you down. Aren't you like, fuck, I wasted part of my life. <laughs> um, There was this uh, workout that have you, ever, have you ever done a workout that have you ever programmed a workout and you're like, I will never program that again. Like maybe like you got so much feedback on it. Like too many people hurt themselves or they were sore for too, too long. Or is there like, one where you're like, oh, yeah, that's can never happen again. Yeah. Every once in a while. More so like let's, uh, we did one the other week that was 21, 15, 9, toes of the bar, power snatch. Mm-hmm. And the, like the game's level was every five minutes, which was just too aggressive on my end. It was just a mess. It should have been like every seven or eight minutes. So that was a minor example, but. Wait, I don't understand that 21, 15, 9, toes to bar, um, snatch. That's just for time, right? As fast as you can. But we did three. We did it three times, and it was supposed oh. to be once every five minutes. Oh, like four minutes or three and a half. So like you're getting no rest. It was just it should have been more rest. So usually it's not complete miss. Like that was just stupid. Like totally off. It was like something like that. Where hey, we should have more rest there, or uh, we should have backed off on these reps. It was too many of this rather than the whole thing's a uh, crapshoot. But yeah, it still happens every once in a while. There was this workout. I probably shouldn't tell this story, but I'll try to keep it ambiguous. That we did at HQ one time in the um, in the gym, and it was the most people I'd ever seen working out there at one time. It was in the morning, and the workout was, uh, I believe, it was GHD and deadlift. And I forget what the numbers were, but they were high. They're like in the fifties. And the next day, half the people didn't show up. <laughs> they, they have to half the people got injured. That GHD fucks people up. <laughs> Fucking fucked people up. Yeah, I didn't do it. I watched. I was watched. it on main side or was it just a workout you guys did? I didn't take the injection over the last three years. I'm just sitting back and watching. And I didn't do that workout. There's just some things I'm just like, I don't know about that one. It doesn't look, uh, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to sit back and watch and see what happens to everyone else. <laughs> Say that again, Susan. What'd you ask? I asked if it was on main side or if it was just one you guys made up. No, it was not on main site. It was something someone had made up, and um, it was just crazy to see half the people not show up the next day. They were just <laughs> fucked up. They were literally just injured. They were. It's not like they were sore. It's just white people. Out. Yeah, my wife was so injured. Yeah. Anyway, you don't have. A, do you have any stories that good? I mean, the athletes coming like a lot half the mayhem empire's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every tons of days the games athletes here come in just super messed up and sore and stuff, but they got to train. But it's not right. like an injury sore. It's like, man, we did 80 sandbag cleans yesterday. Maybe we should have only done 60 or 70, and but just get moving and get through it. Yeah, this wasn't like that. This was uh, <laughs> this was they had got broken. Um, you said in that podcast that you that the reason why you're um you like what you're doing so much is because you work with your friends. And for me, that's everything too. Like going to school, work. Like when I got fired from CrossFit, I felt so bad for everyone that was my friend there because I wasn't going to be there anymore. Like I felt like I let them down. 
You know what I mean? Because I thought the whole thing of going to work was having friends. That's a huge piece for you. Oh, for sure. That's what I've said this recently. Like this place is unique to work because people are genuinely friends with each other. Like even outside the gym, a lot of people here will hang out with people they work with and we come every day. It's like you do see and work with your friends as much as even more than your coworkers. So yeah, like we walk in every morning, the coffee shop, Rich is usually here. Some people are the employees hanging out. Some are just friends having coffee and have, I don't sit down. Sometimes you're I need to get going at that point, but sometimes I'll sit down and just hang out. Yeah, but genuinely, uh, every employee here is my friend and someone I'm pretty tight with. Do you, um, could you do your entire job from home? Like if no. one of your kids was sick or your wife was sick, could you just stay home for the day? Yeah. For but, like but, a week. No. And, and because, because why? Cause you have to talk to people face to face. If I really had to, yeah, I could for a week, but for like beyond that, no, just I need to see people face to face. Um, it's good to be here. There's presence. Then there's need to see athletes that are here. Um, we got filming. We got to do pretty regularly <clears throat> or this workout filming or other YouTube we started, um, which I'm not as direct. I'm not like directly involved in like a ton of those, but I'm overseeing them. So I just, you just got to have FaceTime with people. And in the in the that that barn at Rich's house, how often do you end up going there? So right now, well, Josh Malone, he's the head coach here, and he's uh, actually just became COO. He's helping film. We had started at home workouts, like call them the fifteen minute body weight at home workouts. Um, we have a rotation of him, Rory helps myself, and then Kelsey we'll coach those every Thursday. So I'm coaching together for that. Um, we got to film like our workout explanations every few weeks. So I'm up there every two to three weeks. There's a studio in the back of the barn now. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Some, so we got no. the barn. The no, barn. I didn't know that. No. Now, if you walk through the door by the bathroom, you wouldn't know it's there. There's a whole studio built out where you'll see like the things that we filmed that are really high quality. Um, like these at home that work explanations, other things, the podcast will be there. That's the hey, isn't it a trip? Um, you got me tripping. Isn't it a trip that in 2018 they basically decimated the fucking media department at CrossFit HQ? <laughs> but here we are in 2023, and you guys are, I mean, you guys are investing a lot in media. Oh, yeah, our media is the bomb. Yeah, Ben Bennett. Hey, you know, CrossFit HQ doesn't uh, have a media department either. <laughs> they should hire you guys. Uh, no, they do not. Do not oh, get confused. They have a marketing. They they have a ragtag marketing. They they don't know what they have. They, they, they have a hired PR firm. Is actually they, truly what they have. That's not even a shot. That's really what it is. They don't have a they don't have a media department. They have one or two guys who they have no. They they don't. They just don't. I, bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> what what did you say? Bold strategy, Cotton. Is that from a movie? <laughs> yeah. It is a bold strategy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why it's so crazy. Um. Because for six dollars, you can just have be like uh, have someone just someone can just film Rich with their phone or like 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 um, that guy Strom or Ben or uh, uh, Scott could just make something really quickly because you have a media department with Rich or anyone that needs to be made last minute, any second, right now, and you guys can constantly be putting out stuff, and you could do it with uh, the most expensive cameras you have there or iPhones. Like you are, you guys are so nimble, right? In, in, in anything you could put out. And uh, and it's just crazy that the mothership doesn't have that. I, I wonder what's going to happen. There's got to be this weird tension 
between CrossFit Mayhem as they grow and the mothership. Like there's things that became bigger than the mothership, RX Bar, um, uh, Rogue, and there, there, there becomes a point. I mean, and now even in the media space, I mean, in the podcast space, there we've completely surpassed anything that fucking CrossFit could ever catch. And I would have to stop. I'd have to die. I can. So uh, and it's and it's probably happened like that. I mean, when we look at the metrics for YouTube stations, Mayhem's always at the fucking top. Just crushing it. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's hey. a very it's a very it's a very trippy thing. It's going to be fun to watch how. You guys navigate that. It's weird because as you become bigger than the mothership too, we go back to what we started this conversation about. You guys still are contributing. You haven't gone the path that so many other people have gone where they're just taking. I don't want to say just taking, but they're out of balance. You guys give as much to CrossFit as you take. There are some big players in the space who are just ta- who are taking way more than they're giving. They're leveraging. They're, yeah. They're they're leveraging CrossFit and they're they're, they're more like parasites than um, givers, I think. Yeah, it's 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 a trip. This has been very stimulating talking to you. Okay, sorry. So 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 I'm done talking for at least a few seconds. Go back to what you were saying. There's a studio attached to the barn. Yep, the back of the barn. That was built last year, so we could film these high end classes, demos movement whatever we want we can film it there and that's what we do do so i'm only there sometimes weekly but a lot of times three or four times a month um just depending on what we're filming what we need next month i'll be there a ton with the open right because we'll film our tips and tricks there workout yeah. walkthroughs demos down classes too if i do some of those and all that will that be massive for you guys the the demos for the open the tips and tricks it is yeah it's huge for us because again the media team's so good We'll get announced Thursday at two. We'll be up there. We'll immediately like Rich, myself, uh, probably Josh, a couple others. Be like, hey, how we want to attack this workout? How we want to explain each like division and uh, standard, and then tell them to do it. So we'll do that. <clears throat> and then like Pamela, will, she'll be getting her video ready in her garage. Sage, if there's lifting, I think Kelly Sturet will do the mobility. And then right after that, we'll like have four, all four versions of the workout. If you look on YouTube from last year, like the RX, the scale, the body weight. I think there's one more. And it's pretty cool. And four screens going on at once. They're all doing the workout as we're commentating it. So they do tips and tricks, do the workout, commentate, everyone doing the workout, and then put out those videos through the weekend. Savage. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and why, why? And so basically, you do that for the, um, God, it is so the same model of the early days of CrossFit. You do that for all the people. That's subsidized by all the people who are paying for the programming, but the whole world gets it for free. So CrossFit's like that. It, everything was subsidized by the affiliates and people paying their affiliate memberships, but then CrossFit would make the media and give it away for free. They weren't afraid. It didn't matter. And, and and in the end, it builds. In the end, um, uh, it builds brand value for Mayhem, but um, also for all those athletes who do it and the affiliates who do the programming. It's like you start to become. It's it's like it's information and marketing at the same time. Oh, I like going to CrossFit so and so. Why is that? Because they do Mayhem affiliate programming. Like that's where I go do my Mayhem affiliate programming. Oh, there's five guys there that are training to go to the games, and they all do the the what, what the whatever the the athlete um, channel is. So you so you could go there. 
some other people might be like, well, you're giving it away free. You're fucking stupid. No, it's, it's not at all. Uh, anyone can see that, right? I'm right. Like all these videos you just said, you make the tips and tricks and all that. Anyone can go see it. The open. Oh yeah. I could be doing WPHO and still go and sure. steal the tricks from mayhem. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, I guess we're, I mean, that's a great way to advertise one, but two, like we didn't do want to just build a ton of goodwill, like generally just deliver value. Like we keep saying, and, like if you keep doing that, eventually people are like, well, I want to check this out. And if you get them in the door and your product really is that good, then they're going to stick with you and like be part of what you offer because they saw it from there and it's genuine, authentic when they get in the door and they want to be, they like what they're doing every day. They like the people they're doing it with, with business in general, but man, Matthew specific, then yeah, they'll stick with us. And that's what we tried to build out and find. Um, Jake Lockhart equals one of the geniuses behind the scenes of the successful Mayhem Empire. That is CrossFit uh, Mayhem. Uh, Pete Shaw, Sevon, uh, hanging around with Greg so much. I'm sure you are familiar with the lease rents model. A healthy CrossFit ecosystem absolutely has gyms companies as big and in some cases bigger than CFLLC. I'm at the 90-yard line with you. I'm at the 90-yard line with you i i think that um I, I don't think that crossfit should have ever let someone let their storytelling ability get bigger than their storytelling ability yeah don't i think that that uh i think you should always control your narrative i think you should always but or, or, always- or or at least have the ability to control your narrative you should have the ability meaning meaning i i agree with a lot of what he's saying i fully appreciate the least rents model but um in this world of uh, media, I mean, like, I, I mean, it, it, from just here listening to Jake, every single person is somehow involved with media. They are a, he says they're a fitness company, but they're also a media company. I would say, at, and at one point, CrossFit knew we were a media company. That was the thing. Hey, we're a media company. We're a media company. And, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that uh, Rich doesn't, that's the other thing, too, that Jake said. He said that uh, Rich doesn't micromanage. And so at some point you get so big, you have to let everyone on your team express what they think that you're giving to the world and put their own little touch on it. One, it keeps them energized, gives them ownership. um, But it also, you start to realize that like, not everyone is going to speak through the lens of Greg Glassman or Rich Froning. Like you have to let some people who are very successful speak through the lens of Marsden and Heber might not be my cup of tea or your cup of tea, but it's a huge swath of people's cup of tea. Same with this podcast. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but you have, it's expressing the same thing in a different way. Oh, Jake, I didn't even know you were here. Hi. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the, that's what we, I mean, we do do that, ma'am. I don't micromanage either, but whether it's, if it's a ma'am athlete specific, like we're building a a program, like, Hey, this is the program. This is the general direction this is program is going to go, but I'll let someone program within that. Like Kelsey programs me in 30 body weight. And I gave her direction. We brought her on board. And what's the idea we're going with? But like I'll review her work, but I'm not going to do it for her or nitpick little things here and there. It's creative feedback. But then, I mean, I think the same You thing. can't watch all the content you put out. It would be impossible, right? Oh, I mean, oh, I, I do watch most all the YouTube videos, but like that's, I mean, Scott, he's running media. He's killing it. And then when those dudes make the videos, Scott's going to give them feedback, but like he's going to let them roll, do what they do best. And like as you say, like empower them to do it. Yeah. My, I can't stand micromanaging or being micromanaged. Thankfully there's not been much of that all here. You, and especially if you have a strong vision, if the, like Greg had a crazy strong vision. So when someone has a crazy strong vision, um, 
you, you don't need to micromanage. And, and it sounds like the whole values thing, when it comes back to that too, when you have everyone who has the same values, that's a pretty uh, great starting point for the vision. It helps it naturally be the same vision for sure. I'm actually working, I'm working on a vision statement to get something official and like crisp and clean, but something along the lines of like to help everyone be their best self through participating in some fitness each day to be better. That's not exactly what it would be, but if that's our vision to help people achieve that and our core values or faith, family, fitness service is some of the pathways we get there. Then naturally the media going out, it's going to be a ton of fitness and people doing that from high level games competitors, which is a ton of, because that's where we've started and that's what rich is and he's killing it there, but also we'll feature other things too naturally. And like even this, I'm sure Scott's gonna put out a really cool video from the campaigns thing, which is going to be a lot about fitness, but all the other things too included. And yeah, no one's micromanaging Scott for sure. Yeah, creative Pete, you'll fuck a creative person up micromanaging them. No, oh, we're sure. not hanging out with that. No one knows how are we going to micromanage them. Like, I have no idea to make a video. And uh, I think Roy's been super good too in the past about giving, I'm sure, feedback and direction to him as well. And like, they'll have ideas and they'll ask and we'll, we'll come up with ideas like the open. What should we do this open? We've talked about that. And so, like, we've gotten there and Scott been a better driving that. Um, but as a team, we can decide that and then they'll just go and do. Um, do you have strong opinions about programming at the events? Like when you see the games programming, like when you drive home from Madison to Cookville, are you like the fucking idiot Dave Castro? What the <laughs> fuck? Can you fucking believe you? What a disaster. Cargo net jackass. Like, <laughs> like, do you have strong opinions about all that? Yeah, I would say, yep. Pretty strong. Yeah. I I'd do. like to have you back on in, uh, uh, in uh, mid August, please. Here we go. I yeah, yeah. Games. That's what I told Facundo because me and him are there. I work tight with Facundo too. Uh, he's a man. But like the first day across the games is like Christmas morning because we we're so excited for the start and hear the workouts. Um, but for sure at the end, like we're going to look back and be like, that was dumb. That was a really great workout. Look at it as a whole. You can't judge it day one, two, three, even four. You got to look at it all. Um, same thing with the semifinals, especially last year with everyone being a little bit of Wild Wild West. So. I mean, it's like you, I'm sure you watch a podcast or a video and like you're all of a sudden. Oh, they all suck. They all suck. <laughs> They're so shitty. They're so shitty. I watched some that actually Bible podcast you on. That guy's pretty good. He's a man athlete. Oh, blanked on his name. Yeah, that was actually pretty informative. I wasn't like killing myself. The, normally I watch podcasts at 1.25 or 1.5. And that one, I watched at regular speed because that guy was actually, that's, that's a huge compliment to that guy. Oh, that's great. I'm a two speed guy a lot of times too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So, that, so how do you, pardon me? how many, do you have a guess like two or three guests every day? I've at least, I try to have, a, uh, I try to do a podcast every single day. Just one or mo- sometimes multiple. If I, I get my way, keep- just one, just one. <laughs> Not two. I try to keep it to just one. There's just shit that happens. Like if like, there's just shit that happens, right? Oh, that makes sense. Because if you were doing two or three, which I thought it was like, how is he watching a podcast on everyone doing his podcast and then interviewing them all? I was like, just think about math in my head. And like he's spending a ton of time watching podcasts and then obviously doing them. I, so, so, so yesterday morning, um, I, I, uh, watched half of that podcast you were on and I worked out in the gym. And then last night at nine o'clock, 
I watched um, the second half of it and I worked out again. So I usually will wor- work out. I'll usually try to do some sort of, I'll try to sweat twice a day mm-hmm. in the morning, not, not necessarily in the morning, but at least it, probably in the afternoon. And then at night before I go to bed, when the whole house is asleep. So usually between nine and 11, I'm in the garage doing something. And, and that's when I'm, and so that's when I'm preparing. Right. And I keep my phone next in the workout. So casual, I keep my phone next to me. So I'm writing stuff down about Jake, you know? Yeah, so, Makes sense. Have you done man athlete before, Savon or Matt? No, I have no. not. Uh-uh. Okay. I'm terrified of doing anyone's programming of anything. I don't want anyone telling me what to do. <laughs> scared enough. to death. I'm scared. I'll do all the self I, I I probably should do it. I probably should do it. If you want which to get one, the, we'll hook which you one would I do? Which one would I do if I did one? Never worked out with you, but I bet you would either do Mayhem sixty or Mayhem scaled. Okay, I like I like the thought of Mayhem scaled. It's a very, yeah, it's skilled friendly, it's made for the beginner. Like, you know how to do the movements, but either really light or like gymnastics, very skilled down too. there's no muscle ups or anything like that. Yeah, I could do, I could do everything. It just needs to be crazy light. I do n- I have no, uh, um, threshold, for sure. threshold for getting injured. Zero. Okay. You've been man skilled guy. And then I mean, I'm like, go, a, I'm a one, I'm a one muscle up a minute for 30 minutes. Man skilled. Strict. No kipping. Apple. Kipping's for dipshits i'm like i'm like that yeah, it's strict you're strong you can dabble yeah. in all the other tracks too like bodybuilding or yeah or bodybuilding that sounds good well. god i remember when i thought that it was going to be possible to get a body like riches <laughs> <laughs> that's bliss. just a dream that just kind of withered uh ignorance is bliss it withered it withered um okay so uh susan make a note that we need to have Jake back on after uh, at least after the games, maybe after semifinals, we need to bring him on with Jr. We have this guy. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with this podcast, but we have this guy Jr. Come on. And he pre- like, I don't know what the fuck he, he, if he's on drugs or what, but he predicts workouts and get them right for the <laughs> games and shit. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca yeah. trips. <laughs> he like, he knew the pirouette, pir- pirouette was coming. He predicted like eight of the Whoa. things Adrian, uh, a bunch but, of them. Yeah, yeah, the crossover. It was bizarre. That's yeah. nuts. I did. I thought they'd do single leg pistols, like multiple reps on one side than the other. That's probably about it. But that's that's impressive. That's how, yeah, I want to hear what that dude says. Help us with yeah. programming, leave for the games. Yeah, he scours. So we'll, we'll, it would be great to have um, you on with him and Taylor. They're just so geeky about programming. And uh, if, if you can ask the powers that be, if you're able to come on, it would be fun to talk about um, semifinals programming and games programming with you. For sure. Be happy to. Trish and, I, and, and you guys, don't don't rush to getting your podcast room set up. Just chill. Rich has a place he can come on whenever he wants uh, until you guys get that <laughs> shit set up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be our in between. Hey, dude, we pulled, we pulled this clip. So he was on the podcast, and we pulled a clip of him being from the podcast. And we never do that because we don't have the manpower to do it. And we post it's, you know, there's a podcast. And then within the podcast, we took a 10 minute clip and we put it on our yeah. YouTube. I think I may have seen this one. Which was, what was it labeled? It was like a retiring one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That thing made $600. Keep <laughs> <laughs> me business. A fucking clip. Right. That's why the next podcast I would, the rich was on, I'd call him the last needle mover. <laughs> a 10 minute fucking clip of something we already put in the podcast. I mean, the podcast probably made like 400 bucks, but then just another clip with him made 600 bucks. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. He's a, he's a, uh, yeah, he's a, he's something else. I got a question before we yeah. roll. 
we got to end whenever. From your perspective, so you you dubbed it the Mayhem Empire. I like that. Oh, oh, I I did do that. Good. I was hoping I got credit. I did that just to that was to strictly to be an asshole to Rich, and then it's so when he embraced it. And I heard him yeah, use it up. once on my podcast. I was like, this son of a bitch. He <laughs> leaned into it and took it. And I was like, well, so it is. <laughs> Same with when I made fun of Dave. I called him the Dave Castro to fuck with them. And he took it. Mm. I was like, damn it. I Man. hate it when people do that. <laughs> From your outside perspective, I guess a little bit insider now. From the Mayhem Empire, what do you think we should do that we're not doing? Or um, where do you see us going? Something like that. I'm just curious of your perspective. I, I have no um he is uh I would have never eaten Chick-fil-A like I saw in one of his videos a couple days ago. I would have never fucking put my Bible beater shit up front. Um I would have never uh adopted kids. I would have never I mean in all fuck ups on my part. I have no advice for you guys. I'm a fucking I'm a student when it comes to the mayhem empire. I'm just completely uh I I, I I just love what it's a, it's a miracle watching it go. Um, even anyone with a brain knows that, um, those are the people you want to be around. Those are the values. Like it's a total mistake to be like, Hey, those people are crazy. They believe in God and Jesus. And the guy transcends like comes from the grave and the don't even the smart person is like, Holy cow. These, these are these people's values and this is their mission statement. And these are the things that you would want your kids to be raised around and your wife to be raised around and they're honest and they're genuine. And maybe it takes someone like me 10 years to realize it, but it, but it comes, right? Everyone eventually will be brought to the path of where mayhem is, those values and those people. And I, I, I wish I did have some advice for you. I don't. I keep doing what you're doing and keep showing the rest of us up. That's it, you know? It's uh, it's nuts. I don't have any advice, yeah. but one thing selfishly I would like to see, which you had mentioned, I didn't think about it till right now. You said you had the what is rich is like 2016, like a lot of those workouts and stuff. It'd be really cool to get those like in a copy bound book mm-hmm. and just do it by the year with like what, what did rich do or something. I don't know. You could put a cooler yeah. name to it, but that's just me because I would like to get it in a book form and then be able to look through all the workouts like physically rather than just like digitally on a computer. And it would be cool because it'd be nostalgic if you could reach really far back to like the early days, um, you know, and you could see those workouts and then kind of compare it to how it's evolved into now. But that's not really advice. That's just a cool new product that I would oh, like a- to. See. That's a cool idea. We've had that. Someone's brought that up, and we may ebook that eventually. Two thousand. What did Rich do in two thousand sixteen, seventeen? I like that. Yeah. Um, and Savon, we will keep doing what we're doing. Hey. Oh, um. Uh, um. Okay. Here's some, if, if we're gonna say things like, see, I'd like to see some maybe crazier clothing. <laughs> like, like it would be cool. Like, um. It's like all the colors. What do you want? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, st- like, like, what if you like, you know how they have those shirts and it's like, you put it on and it's like, so it's like a, it's like someone like it says, it shows you have a six pack uh, yeah, yeah. or it's like a shirt you have on and it's like the shirt's torn. You can see like some bottom boob. Obviously you guys don't do the bottom boob one, but you put it on with a shirt and it's, and it's the, it's riches, it's riches body, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe some stuff that's a little more gangster, like, um, uh, that's like actually like one of those shirts that's just everything is covered and it's like rich, like winning like the games, but it's just all colored and fancy, like some shit, maybe some limited, like crazy limited edition shit. Like I don't want any like Lil Wayne 
I like Lil Wayne, but I don't want any Lil Wayne shoes, but I would do some like limited, like crazy rich froning shirts, like shit that's just like so far off the charts, like like more more, more uh leaving like the this this mayhem logo and more like uh uh what with like world star, like more like thug life type graphics and i don't know okay you asked you asked i did i did i can't sell a ceo show a ceo shirt for the life of me so don't <laughs> look, look at no we're doing good they're selling good thank you for coming on jake absolutely you're welcome thank you for asking me yeah um, and uh i i can text you when i want to anytime all right i appreciate it. it brother awesome same to you, Matt. The, uh, yeah, congratulations on the new kid coming. Uh, I'm excited for you. Three's awesome. You got three? I got three. Okay. So here's a good number. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, you'll probably do four. I bet you four is better than three. I mean it. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Later, Thanks, buddy. Jake. Brother, Thanks. it was fun making friends with you. Absolutely. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Adios. He was about to tell me. I think he's going to give me something free, and you cut him off. <laughs> you text him. What, were you going to give me something? Uh, were you going to invite me out to the barn? I think I thought that's what I heard. <laughs> I wanted to ask him if uh, they've ever seen anyone like in the gym, just be like, like just mid workout or something, just fucking like start talking in tongues or be like, I found Jesus. Like if there's someone like, like in the presence of all of them that just had a, just a uh, awakening had the Holy spirit just passed through you right at the, at the, at the barn, you know, that shit's happened. Hey, it'd be cool if we went there. Seven, when are you going to the mammoth? Oh shit. (laughs) I'm so excessive. My only thought of going there is like to move there. Oh, you'd have to check it out first for a small trip and then come back. So (laughs) we could just call it that. If that makes you feel better. I'm so excessive. There's no like, I'll just like see. Hey, the grass is always greener. I'm I'm so happy to where I'm at. I don't have my mouse pad yet, Ken. Hey, you know what's um? But that's on me because two times I put them aside to send everybody. In two times, yeah. I forgot them at your house. I, I know, I know where they are. Where where you I, put them. I know where they where are. Where you put them? I was like, oh, I just actually saw them yesterday. I'm like, oh, they're stacked so nicely here by the door. I, I know. I stacked them up to bring them when I when oh, when I came over to get all the stuff for. For Wadapalooza, and I was going to give them to everybody at Wadapalooza, and I left them again. So it's 100% on me um, for those that don't have them yet. But we will. I will make sure you get them. I want to show you something. Hey, do you know that that What is Rich thing came from Jason Kalipa? <clears throat> no. Like, oh, yeah. Because full he on a... the logo because he had it written on his wall, and then they like took it, and then that became part of it. I'm surprised you didn't ask him if there's any athlete that complains the most. Whoa. Uh that I didn't ask him that. Yeah, like you were like, "Hey, which is there just an athlete that you just don't want it?" Like every time you put out the programming for the week, you're just like, "Fuck, I don't want to deal with so and so right now because they're just going to complain about all the workouts just because that's next what they time." Do. I, I, I'm dying. I would love to get that guy and Jr. on a show together. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, that's when people could definitely watch in two times speed, and you cut out all the small like pauses. There'd so be a lot of pauses with those guys. So I, I move my desk. You did. Yeah, you can see how I moved it, right? Mm-hmm. And I like the red chairs. That's not where the camera is going to be. I just wanted to show you this today. So I got that table set up, and I don't I don't know if you can tell there's a mounted mic like this over there. Yeah, I could see it in the 
other angle barely, you had. You can had. barely kind of see it, right? Yeah. Now that you switched the camera angle, I can't. But oh yeah, it's there right. it is. There it is. Yeah, I can see yeah. it. Yeah, I can see it. I saw it last time too. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I got that's a uh, that's a fucking sick. That's a fully loaded M2 chip laptop. Mm. Ninety six gigs just sitting there. So I think Dave will sit in one of those chairs and Kalipa in one of the other chairs. And then and then over over here, I think I'm going to put the couch even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have to move one of these monitors that's over here. Yeah. Is each guest going to have its individual camera? Or are you just going to do a wide like so from the angle? I don't, I don't know how at, I'm going to do that. Well, what if you had one on a tripod that pointed like they almost crossed angles like that? So then you could get one kind of behind you that goes to chair left and then one in front of your light that goes to chair right it's my breakfast date calling yes all of that and i would like to use all high-end cameras like this camera yeah so it gets a little feel the depth and it feel looks the real depth. tight i like that what is that wrong did i say it wrong depth of field but i but it's okay I, i'm not it's good i like field depth i know what you mean that's my dyslexia kicking and i i Switch things around all the time. Can you hear this? Yes. Yeah, it's dark. Of course it's dark. Listen, you guys, it's just, I just put that camera up for two seconds to show Susan today and show you guys. All the, you, oh, I hate it every time I say anything or show something and everyone just runs with it off in one direction. You have to Everybody know said, that I don't think I've ever been mad on the show except for once. Anytime someone makes a comment that says, like, Sevon, Se, ooh, Sevon got mad. I, I, you've never seen me mad. It's for never, me. Never, ever, ever seen me mad. For no. me, it's always like the absolute comments. Like they, they're like in there. They're like, I know. I put it in there. I know what I'm. I'm like, pump the brakes. I guess I, I hate. Why would anyone like me? Like my my pet peeve. My the thing that hurts me the most is being misunderstood. Why would I ever go on a podcast? Because th that's all that happens. I'm just putting myself in the. I guess it's a lesson I need to learn. I just uh, I put myself in a, in a situation to be um, uh, misunderstood. No, I'm I'm I, what I am is I'm dramatic. I'm a showman. I I'm I'm excited to like perform for you guys. I'm excited to tr try to be funny. I'm trying to be um trying to be uh. I'm not um there's a nuance to it most people won't really I, understand. I I I mean I I see so you if if I see something I'm like oh I can do a shtick off that that's what I'm trying to do. Dance monkey dance. Yes, thank you. I'm a monkey. Yes. That that thing the other day, I will say that thing the other day though I did with Brooks. Someone said Sevon went dark. I will say that when I that show in particular, I felt um at one point I felt myself like starting to vibrate a little bit. I was like, ooh, I'm really getting into this. <laughs> I want a love line show with Dave and Kalipa. Dave, Dumper, Kalipa. I think if you two just push harder, you can make it work. <laughs> uh uh, Sevi, did you see the LED truck Project Veritas? No, but I will. I'll go look at it now. Do you want to look at it? I, I have uh, two minutes. Can we do that, Souza? Yeah. What is it? Just on their Instagram? Yeah, I'm guessing. I can't wait to try their Snickers protein bar. I can't wait. Why are all the names different colors? And I don't see that. 
Uh, Corbano, are you a Mayhem athlete? Do you live in Cookville? I, for some reason, I just got that impression from something you wrote. It's so amazing what Project Veritas do. Oh, you know what my mom told me the other day? She told me that a story I told on here wasn't true. Hmm. Which one do you remember? I um. She said that she never said that she takes pride wearing her CrossFit shirt in her book club. But I I I want to push back on and be like, no, I think you did. Uh. Which one are we looking at? Maybe it's on James O'Keefe's. Um, click that. Go ahead and click that one on the left. Oh, it's there it is. It's the first right. one. No, no, no. Go back. Sorry. There it was. That's a truck. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is incredible. Oh, my goodness. Will you hit play on that? The audio? Yeah. This is incredible. <laughs> No audio, just the truck running. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Sevon, did you see the COVID commercial with Slips talking about how pre-existing conditions affect COVID outcomes brought to you by Pfizer? Fucking slime. Yeah, they're all slime. Hey, dude, will you go to, will you go to Pink's? Do you know that artist Pink? Mm-hmm. Will you go to her Instagram? Dude, it is unbelievable the level of douchebaggery that is out there. And this goes back to that, like, <clears throat> I mean, when we saw Neil Young get upset at Joe Rogan, look at, scroll down, scroll down, this lady. I don't know how anyone ever liked this lady in the first place, but but click in the middle there where she's wearing, right in the middle. Look at this. Paid partnership with Pfizer. <laughs> um, some behind the scenes action on what I've been up to lately with Pfizer Inc. I've had asthma my entire life. Do you got you if anyone who has asthma, you should look into the origins of why you got that asthma and why some of us don't have asthma and why you have asthma. And you should look at some what some of the leading correlates are. And you will see the irony of why she's talking about having asthma and the importance of Pfizer. You cannot make this shit up. Did you know that 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 having asthma puts me at high risk for severe COVID? No, actually, I didn't know that. I, I actually had no idea. I, I think you're making that up. Know your actually. risk, but not your actual risk, because if you actually knew what your risk was, none of this would matter. Right. Uh, how about stop eating like shit? Unfortunately, I was unaware of this the first time I got COVID. Shit. Oh, you weren't oh, able to, you weren't able to think oh, for yourself and be like, Hey, I have asthma and maybe a respiratory disease might be bad for me. You had to wait to be sponsored by Pfizer to figure that out. It's so super important to me that everyone knows the risk factors may put them at high risk too. This is why I want to help people know plan go when it comes to COVID-19. Hey, how could you say any of this without saying what, what the important factors are without leading with nutrition and movement? Because that's not a Pfizer product. Wow, everything she – and it's just paid for by Pfizer. It's all a lie. You have to assume it's all a lie. Yeah, it's all a lie. Which bed should I buy? The one that Brooke slept in last year or the one she's sleeping in this year? I don't know. Yeah, and look at she's like, this is my behind the scenes. It's just two photos of you. And then well, whatever and a, the and fuck a stupid this ass is. video. Yeah. These are bad people, man. At this point, you're a bad person. 
It's a Pfizer fucking commercial. She's getting paid to push drugs that don't fucking work. And then right at the end, you'll see one of the soccer players collapse. Yeah, why doesn't she just be honest? I guess you could say, well, she is being honest. Hey, I'm telling you here that I'm taking money to take it to, to lie to you. But unfortunately, people won't see that. Well, the weirdest part is that you know it's just a paid ad and she's just a paid spokesperson, but it still holds a lot of influence, which is To crazy. be fair, if you have asthma, it's probably a good idea to mitigate your COVID risk as much as possible. True. Every asthmatic I know who got it was fucked by COVID for months. Uh, not me. Uh, I, I, not, I, I'm I, sure I have some, I do wheezing and I have some sort of asthma and I was never fucking phased by COVID. And 80% of the people out there are supposedly asymptomatic if you believe they're bullshit. But here's the thing, Trish. How do people get asthma? What are the origins of asthma? Look that up. Why all of a sudden in the last 50 years is there so much asthma and there wasn't before when the air is the cleanest it's been in the last 50 years? This is, we're, we're way past the Industrial Revolution. 100 years ago, the air was horrible. Ask yourself. And then, and then start reading some books, and you'll find out the origins of ear infections, nose infections, all that shit, asthma in kids, and why they have it now, and numbers never seen before, and the correlate is extremely high with you know what. Honest question. If Pfizer offers you 10 mil to make an Instagram post, do you do it? I'm honestly conflicted. Yeah, I totally fair question, Jacob. Totally fair. How much money would it take me to shut my mouth? That's what it comes down to. How much money would it take me? So CrossFit signed a deal that was worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Reebok, mostly an ad spend. Mostly, mostly. Didn't No one got rich off of it. And um uh when they when the within the first month of signing the deal they put up uh uh they they made a post saying that they had a shoe that would strengthen your butt and Greg called bullshit on it from the CrossFit account on Twitter and people got really upset and Greg goes I didn't accept your money so that I wouldn't tell the truth anymore and they're like well you're disparaging us because I'm not disparaging you I'm telling the truth you're lying there's no shoe out there that makes your butt firmer and it became this whole fucking conflict between us and them. So, and and that's another thing that people don't understand. Greg, uh, Greg, I has no issue with um, Coca Cola selling sugar drinks. He he's a a, a free market, uh, you know, libertarian capitalist. What he has a problem is is Coca Cola lying to the masses and and uh, paying for science and interfering in the science field. And that's exactly the same thing. I love the fact that I hope Rich, I hope Brooke gets filthy fucking rich off of Snicker Bar. I, I really like her. Every encounter I've had with her, I fucking love Brooke Wells. She's cool as shit. She's been nothing but a sweetheart to me on all the times I did the behind the scenes. The part I have the trouble with is that she has, there's a huge conflict with saying you're out when something supposedly you think Greg Glassman said or did, but now you sell poison to kids. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> uh, I know <laughs> uh, and you know all the people here here's here's a bold statement all the people who don't come on this podcast and obviously self-serving are all the people who are trying to uh, uh thread the needle they're the ones who are trying they're the you're afraid of authenticity and you're afraid i'm going to say something to you that's going to fuck you up on accident not be mean but i'm going to ask you a question that's going to expose you to your hypocrisy into who you really are and that's why you don't want to come on the podcast i get it i'm not even mad at you for it yeah but at the same time you wouldn't even really do that 
If it was of course I wouldn't fucking do that. Of course I wouldn't so fucking like, do that. We've never played gotcha with the guests. No. We've never tried to corner them. We've never had anybody on with the intention of making them look bad. And we don't even touch those uh, subjects when they're on here and we're getting to know them. I will fucking if 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 you're on this show and I find a dildo in your purse, I'll claim ownership for it, even if I didn't put it in my ass. I will always take it in the ass for my guests. Always, yes, of course. I'd be willing That's to bet true. that majority of the people that um, don't come on are advised not to come on, and it's not even their actual opinion or thought. Like they didn't even. They were like, "Oh, I'd probably go on that," and then by the time they got advised by the yes, time yes. not to, they're like, "Yeah, you're right. I need to stay away from that." And then that's exact, and that's exactly what happened with Brooke Wells. That I'm out thing. She didn't. She well, that didn't happened with, with that. all of them. Dude. She didn't come up with that on her own. I don't no, think. I'd be was, willing to bet twenty dollars. It was pressure, and actually, the the yes. most badass thing I've ever heard Fraser say is like, "Oh, weren't you one of those athletes that said you weren't going to compete?" It was that shot when he was on the bus from one of the videos that was put out, and he was like, "You weren't you staging some protest?" And he goes, "You guys didn't even protest. If you really wanted to do it, you just would have all band together, not said a word, and then when three, two, one, go and." go hit nobody goes right and that's that that would have actually caused a major fucking issue not the but that's the problem it's all virtue singling none of it's real like none of them really are that compelled to do anything about it especially if it's going to affect their image or paycheck you're not they're not they're not putting their values in their stuff first because you would even respect them a little bit more if they actually did that right but instead, they're not even they're not even saying like this is going against my values and I'm going to hold the line here. They're basically yeah. just going with whatever the popular opinion is, so they don't feel like the one that's left out, and they'll change it on a dime. So that's why it's also hard to have respect for it because you're like, hey, you're not even putting your values first. You're just following what the whatever's going to feel like it keeps you on the inside. Right. Uh, um. Uh. Uh. Mr. Clydesdale Media, Scott Schweitzer. I understand your point, but many minds have. Uh, I'm gonna switch it to and I understand your point and many minds have been changed since the initial Greg moment. I agree perfectly with that. My thoughts are vastly different today than they were back then. Mine too. Very well said. I was not educated enough then. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it was making um, a, stat, a snap decision. And one quick point on that is one thing that it really taught me is to never make a snap decision if you don't have to. Uh, Trish, Greg just though. made a poorly constructed joke. Uh, no, actually, Greg made a brilliant uh, comment. Actually, uh, there was nothing. Um, yeah, thank you. It was it was, it, it was an amazing joke. The, the part that was weird is that it fell on so many affiliates. But uh, yeah, it was it was fucking brilliant. Uh, here's the thing, Scott. Um, yeah, everything you're saying is fair. And oh, good observation, RB. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt acts like tough guy. Rich is one. Um, I, you, you know, no one. Oh, he sure as fuck. Greg doesn't want need anyone's apology. It's the thing that um, it's it's like that thing Tim Robbins did recently. He came out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tim Robbins. He was a famous actor when I was younger. I don't know if he's still a famous actor, but he recently came out on. Uh, and said, holy shit, I was in Los Angeles and I believed the vaccine hype for a year. And then somehow I woke up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and he came out publicly and said that. And it's like, and we had an affiliate owner on here apologize, you know, make a apologize to Greg for the way he responded. And it's just like, how about one of those athletes apologize? How? And I get it. They don't want to do it because they don't want to lose sales. Mm-hmm. They don't want to lose clout. They don't want to lose sales. But, but that that's what's so impressive about what they're doing at mayhem. I'm telling you, I told Rich, Hey, you should 
downplay the Jesus shit. It's fucking going to alienate you. And then afterwards, after you become a rich CrossFit athlete, you can run with the Jesus thing. And he, he did didn't say opposite. anything. Yeah, he did the opposite. Worked out great. Now he's laughing. I'm buying red chairs off of Amazon. For my podcast. <laughs> and he's having dudes build a podcast studio for him. Now yeah, yeah he just shows up and makes sure it's done yeah. on top. Hey, you know what else, too? Back to that uh, Greg tweet. The mistake, yeah. the mistake wasn't necessarily the, the tweet. The mistake happened in 2018 when he killed his own narrative. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you guys would have still had all of that narrative and you guys were pushing this messaging and everything else, it still would have caused an issue. But I don't think it would have been the issue that it was. When you had two years of a lot of this uh, internal conflict happening, major changes in the space abruptly almost over overnight to a lot of us, especially the athletes that got that got pushed around through that season that whose careers and livelihoods depend on it. It was all of that shit that built up. And then people saw their opportunity because he tweeted it, which was the worst platform to put something like that on because the Twitter mob just attacks. And then everybody else just were opportunists and took that opportunity for their own self gain. And so really, really, if we want to go into it, the mistake happened two years ago when he cut off the media and he cut off his own narrative, not necessarily the tweet. Do you know, right, we were left defenseless. Yes. Completely defenseless. Yeah. An amazing media team, completely defenseless. Uh, what about the Andy Stump claims? So here's the thing, Trish, with that. Ambiguous. Um, yeah. When, when Sporty Beth made that video calling me the most toxic man in CrossFit, that shit was fucking cool. You know why? Because she, that fucking girl, like, put it out there. She, she didn't, she didn't, there, there were no ambiguous claims. She showed the clips that were supposedly made me look bad. Like me talking to Stacy uh, Tovar about a menstrual cycle and about what drugs she was taking uh, um, to uh, mitigate the chance of getting pregnant. And, and she showed those things. And so you, you yourself, even though she had some slant to it and took some things out of context, you could judge me. You could be like, well, that bitch is out of her mind. Actually, someone did do something great. Or yeah, who the fuck is this guy to talk to women about their um, forms of uh, uh, contraception? That was awesome. That took balls on that chick's part. Andy and the rest of these guys, they're woke a He's so fucking woke. It's just make ambiguous claims that don't say anything. Sevon was uh, – no one ever said this, by the way. I'm just saying this, making this up as a hypothetical. Sevon's been horrible to women. I cannot believe the way he treated them. Treated them. It was like that whole New York Times article. It was just all ambiguous stuff. Well, what did I – I'm sorry. What did I do that treated women bad? What like it's like Brooke Wells is a post. It's every person who made an I'm out post, even some of my dear friends. If you go back and read them, they don't say anything. They just say what Greg Glassman did. And the unconscious woke crowd fills that in what they think he did. I'm sorry. What did he do? Tell me. Dude, that post was like, um, and I'm going to screw this up, so you're going to have to completely help me out here. Wasn't there some sort of thing like in order to avoid the plague, you had to put like the sheep's blood above your door or something like that? Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's yes. all that That's all that post yes. was, dude. That's yes. all that post was. It was they just went along and put it in front of their door and just it was a shield. They just put it up and said, hey, please don't don't stop here. Just go to the next guy, Twitter mob. Big word salad, but won't put the fact. Yeah, nothing won't even point to anything. I cannot believe the way Susan treated me yesterday. It reminds me of things that happened to me when I was a kid. Does he have no heart? Doesn't Susan realize the things that could hurt other human beings? I mean, he has some nerve coming on my show and behaving like that. And this isn't the first time Susan's done that. 
And then you, and it goes and then you, on and on and on. And within five minutes, you're like making shit up in your own head as the listener that you think yep. Sousa did and you hate him. And then you cap it. Oh, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This fucking dipshit. You, this fucking duplicitous fucking pile of shit. Yeah. Don't get me started on her. Go ahead. Sorry, Sousa. For those of you no, listening I, to the podcast, I don't want to say her name. I apologize for not put, getting you in the know. Okay, I have to go. I'm going All to right. breakfast. Okay. I, I'm going to breakfast breakfast with the liver king. Breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> uh, Trish, listen to how D- Andy responds to Dave being CEO like he barely knows him when between all the stories told in this podcast, he knows him better. than. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They... Listen, we're all, we're all, me and Dave and Andy, we're all thick as thieves. Don't. Don't, don't hear much it. about Andy anymore, huh? Don't get it twisted. He's not really in that group of his buddies. I wonder don't what happened there. Why isn't he on Rogan anymore? Why doesn't Cam reach out to him? I wonder what happened with Andy. I oh, heard really? there was issues. Wasn't there issues? Was there issues? I don't know. I just watched some of his podcast. And it just <laughs> seems weird, man. Like there's just, there's just something more there. Tell me after the show. Call me. <laughs> he just opened a coffee shop. I hope it's very successful. No, that was just my ambiguous claim. Oh, shit. Omar. No, I'm actually not going there. Dang, Omar. Strutting your shit. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Live Colin show. We'll hear Suze's thoughts on people who leverage the community as opposed to contribute to the community. Uh, Jake Lockhart, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye.